Holman, I wish that we were sponsored by Liquid Wrench. Uh, why is that? So we could get all the rust off. <laughs> I uh, feel like uh, I'm happy that we're back. <laughs> yeah. Had had a great time off. I went uh, went uh, clay shooting and spent time with my family. Who's and clay saw, and why were you shooting at him? Saw friends and uh, all that stuff. And we, mm-hmm. took, we took some time off. And honestly, I'm looking at all of our notes and the things that we have going on today. And I'm like... How have we done this for 103 <laughs> episodes? Know. Well, we haven't. We've done it for 102. This oh, is 103rd. Okay. So, uh, I know it was something like that. Dude, this is going to be a great show. I'm actually really pumped to start off 2020 this way. Guys, I hope you will be reducing the suckage in 2020. Alice, not that's likely. Not, come on. That, come on. Don't come at us like not this, Alice. Likely. No. Oh, suckage is going to be high. Yeah. Suckage is going to be high. But here's the thing about this first episode of 2020. We're talking mini trucks. Uh-huh. We are talking a guy with half a million miles on his Duramax. That's, uh, that's a, a lot of miles. Pretty interesting story how we All got right. there. We've got a lot of five-star hotline to get to. And what? Are you going to jump in? <laughs> <laughs> Rusty. Fuck. Remember that whole thing about liquid wrench? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, know, got, I, uh, I felt like you were carrying the water. I, and feel I, like the, you. I feel like the tin man right now. <laughs> oh, did you just hear my shoulder just popped? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, you know what I got for you? What? <sighs> oh, maybe... I was going to surprise you with it. Oh. No, I'll play it here. You ready? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, buddy! Yeah. So who was that uh, from what show? My kids, I walked in the living room and they're watching some Netflix show called The Circle. And there's that <laughs> douchebag from Jersey. It's uh-huh. like he's straight out of Jersey Shore. Yeah. And nonstop. Yeah, buddy. Oh, did he steal uh, that from us or are we douchebags from Jersey now? I don't have a clue. Yeah, buddy. That's the best yeah, That's buddy the original. Right yeah. Uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, the list of our top shows of uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know actually kind of kind of interesting. Uh, are you are you interested to hear what they are? Our shows, our top 20, our, our top 10, our top episodes, our top 10. Huh. I'm, I'm I'm mildly interested. All right. Well, uh, episode uh, 76 from uh, July, Barn Finds. Uh, oh, really? When a Ford Raptor isn't enough. Okay. All right. Barn Finds. Right. Good. Number nine, episode 86. From September 16th, that was uh, our friend Ian Johnson. Oh, love me some Ian Johnson and, and his hair. And also powder coating and the Land Rover Defender. Really? People are interested in powder coating. Uh-huh. And the uh, 2019 Nissan Titan. That was the first time that we had a review on the Titan. Oh, okay. Our eighth most listened to episode uh, from September 30th, mm-hmm. the emissions episode with PPEI. Yeah, because that was in the thick of it. Number six on the list, mm-hmm. uh, as we count down, mm-hmm. was uh, the case for portal axles from March 18th. Wow. And number five. Oh, we, oh you found it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode 97. The problem is I don't have six, seven, eight, or not nine or 10. Yeah, but you have one through five. five. Yeah. Okay. I got five down. Uh, number five, episode 97 from November 18th. That was uh, Roadkill's Mike Finnegan. He's always good. Number four. Number four, episode 67 from May 6, 2019. Uh, Dirt Everyday Flops, a four by four. Winnebago. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, with one. Dave Chappelle talking yeah. about uh, poo water from he the uh, Vegas funny. airport. We got to have him on again. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely have him on. Uh, he's also been building that uh, that Mazda mini truck, four by four solid axle swap thing, and yeah, uh, he's always got cool stuff. He's going got on. a lot going on. A lot yeah. of freak. He's, he's 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 a freak show on wheels. I like it. Number uh, three. Number three. Episode fifty-seven from March fourth with Johnny Lieberman. Okay. A controversial episode. Why was that controversial? Because not everybody felt like Johnny was a truck guy. And so there were some like Johnny had a lot of great things to say, and there was other people like, "Why is Johnny on your show?" And hmm. so we had actually had a lot of uh, a lot of emails from that one. Yeah, he's a great storyteller, great story, very articulate. Yep. And I would have him on in a heartbeat. Number two, uh, episode forty-eight from January seventh. Uh, Greg Albarala from uh, YouTube. Greg A. Greg A. loves Cummins. Yep. 
By the way, unfortunately, uh, we didn't know how that shows when you have a uh, truncated uh, title on your head unit. Oh, really? It, please tell me it does not after <laughs> nope, go, see you. Mo- in the, moving on. Yeah, moving right. on. Number one. In our biggest episode of the year from mm-hmm. February 11th was our huge. T-minus 10, yeah. 9, uh-huh. 8, 7, yeah. 6, 5, uh-huh. 4, 3, 2, okay. 1, 0. Ignition. Ignition. What do you got? Number that was, one. That was our huge HDSO. Ten. Yeah. Nine. Oh. Eight. Yeah. Seven. Six. Six. Uh-huh. Five. Oh, wait, want number, four, number one, sir. Three. What's number two, one? One. Okay, one. All right. As I say, it was the huge HDSO uh, also included PPEI's Corey Willis for the first time. So Corey uh, pulled in a lot of uh, listeners for the Trek Show podcast. But listen, that was within days of his big announcement that PPEI would no longer sell delete tunes. Yeah. So we were newsmakers, I think. Oh, we were? I mean, well, we were right right in the middle of it. Right, We're, we're in the thick of it? We were in the thick of it. You know what I mean? Like we were in um, – we, were, we weren't holding the pin. Uh-huh. When it was extracted from the grenade, but we were there but when it we blew were, up. We were in the <laughs> we in, caught the shrapnel. We were in the blast zone, as they say. Um, do you think people are listening? Going, I did not miss these guys at all. <laughs> yes, I think that's exactly what it's they're amazing saying. how how rough it is when you take a few days off. I Jeez. Don't know. All right. Well, uh, moving on to uh, the bigger and better things here in 2020. We've got all sorts of stuff lined up for this year. We're excited. Uh, we won't tell you about any of it. Because uh, <laughs> you know our ability to follow through. We've learned over time that uh, we promise and don't always deliver. That, so. that is true. Hey, here's something that I was doing as I was waiting for you to prepare for the show. Uh-huh. I was hanging out on a local Nissan site, uh, Nissan of Tustin, which is just, uh-huh. I don't know, 45 minutes south of where we sit right now. Yeah. And I'm looking at a pretty sweet new 2019 Nissan Titan SV pickup, 7-speed automatic. I believe it's the Magnetic Black and they are only asking thirty-seven four hundred for this truck. A lot of truck for the money. That's crazy. That's a lot of truck. They got to move that thing out of the way because the twenties are coming. Weren't you just saying a few minutes ago off air uh-huh. that this is only two grand more than a freaking Sportage, which is a uh, yeah your, your a neighbor junk box because while car, I was right? waiting for you outside your house to pick you up for the show, your neighbor came out. And he's like looking at the truck I was driving, and he was asking about the prices and said, well, you can't afford a new truck. And he turned around and said, that's my wife's car, the Kia Sportage over there, and that was 35 So what if we told him that a Titan was only 37 Because he's obviously a pickup truck guy. It's insane how much you're getting. 37 k for a 5.6 Endurance V8, yep. the 7-speed, magnetic zero black gravity seats. metallic paint, zero-gravity seats, the SV convenience package. That's a really a nice drop truck in for the bed money. liner. That's a really splash nice guards, truck for the money. floor mats, the whole nine, dude. Yeah, really nice truck for the money. All I right. think Nissan must have screwed up. Like this is like why did they price this so low? They gotta move it. They got the 2020s coming. The 2020s are awesome. But this is a brand new freaking truck on yeah. the lot. So go take advantage of it. Head on down to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com, and uh get yourself a 2019 Titan. I'm gonna read you something real quick here. All right. You ready? Yeah. This is from uh LeBron Hill. Okay. All right. LeBron Hill writes, best purchase I could have made. The decked storage system for my Titan XD has made rigging my fishing rods up a breeze. Wait, where'd you get that? A Titan and a deck system? Mm-hmm. Kismet. You have, you have everything you need right at your fingertips, and I love the fact that I know all of my gear remains dry and secure at all times. 
Was that on Deck's website? It is uh, on Deck.com. I found oh, that review. Right. Well, uh, we're moving into the 2020, and uh, we still have our sponsors. So uh, thanks, Nisa, for <laughs> being God. our presenting sponsor. Thank and, you guys so much. And our associate sponsor, Deck. And uh, we actually have some cool stuff planned with, uh, with both companies this year. So fingers crossed it all comes together. And uh, on that note, let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. What the truck Cause truck rides with The truck show We have the lifted We have the lowered And everything in between We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The truck show The truck show The truck show oh, oh. It's the truck show With your hosts Lightning and Holman that's us. Unfortunately for you. <laughs> I do feel bad for our audience. Hey, should we continue that argument that we were having our knockout drag out fight as we walked in the studio? Oh, so about <laughs> uh, the DRLs causing no, no, people no. to uh, what That's do you mean? It's not DRLs. Yes, it is. No, oh, it's so not. Here's here's what happened. Last <sighs> night, so I don't know, last night, the night before, I'm driving, I'm cruising around our twenty twenty Denali from work. And uh, I'm enjoying it, and I roll up on a BMW X3, right? That's the – is it the X3? The little uh, – the one outside sitting in front of the Truck Show Podcast studio right now. I don't know. I didn't see it. It's X- a little e- – X1. A- no, no, no. You're thinking i3. I3. A little electric hybrid I3. car. i3. Okay, it's the no, little no, tiny – Not a hybrid. It's electric. It's all electric, it's right? pure electric. Yeah, i3. Yeah, so when it dies, it's dead. Now the truck guys are trying to tell you about BMW cars at the moment. I, so I don't know. I just know that it was black, and it's tiny, and, the, and I think that I have a pizza cutter that's wider than the tire. Yeah, than the tires on, on those yeah, Following this BMW, and the taillights are not on. And I thought, okay, here's yet another one. I'm going to flash it. I'm going to turn my lights off because flashing the brights doesn't work because they think, oh, maybe uh, they, they cut me off or something. And I'm mad, but I'm not mad. So I turn my lights off. I turn my light back on again. That's, to me, the international symbol of turn your freaking lights on, douchey, right? And okay. so I turn them off, turn them on, nothing. Okay, well, maybe they didn't see it. Now, mind you, these the lights in the Denali are freaking crazy bright. I don't know if they're HID or LED, but no, they're, they're LED. Okay, yeah. off, on. Nothing. Right. Off, on. Right, because you're scaring the poor lady because she thinks you're going to cost her. Now I'm br- bright, big, bright, scary bright. guy in a big, scary truck. Bright, bright, bright. Off, yeah. on, off, on. Bright, bright, okay. bright. Off, on. No, 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 none of this matters. So then I, then I go to, to the, the side the point of, of the argument. I go to the side of her and I'm like, and now I roll my window <sighs> and I go, headlights! I'm not debating this. Headlights! All right, and so here's no, what the co- here's what happened let's outside. Get, yes, let's I'm get going to our to argument. All right. I wanted the quick backstory. Now, yeah. I believe that at least nine out of ten times I see... Uh-huh. A vehicle without its lights on, it is because mm-hmm. of this reason. No. Listen to me. I've listened to this and I'm not going to tell the, the audience first. <laughs> okay, go. The, and... the DRLs, the daytime nope. running lights, are on. And and also at the same time uh-huh. the dashboard. No, on. you don't get to take BS, my argument. No, 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 no. You don't get to take my argument. Stop, no, stop. because that was my argument. No, so no, you no, just no, did, no, 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 no. What you just did was preempt. No, I the, didn't. The argument I had with you. And you just put it in your argument in your opening statements. Listen to and me. And that's bogus. It's not bogus because no. that is what I've been saying for no. 60 episodes. That is not the argument we've been having. The argument we were the having DRLs. coming in. No. The argument we were having walking in the door was you. It's very simple. You're adding all this fluff now because no, you're not. a historical revisionist. And you're like, oh, podcast. I'm going to make Holman look dumb. Listen. Your argument was people don't turn on their headlights. Yes. Because they see the glow of their DRLs in front of the car. That Stop. That was the argument that we walked in through the door. 
That was the very basic. But I took it for granted that uh, whenever the DRLs are on. No, you, no. But no, the DRLs. No. Hold this on is my a argument. Wait a minute. You're, wait a minute no, wait you're, a minute. you're 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 co-opting my argument to no, make I'm your not. point because you did not bring up this fact until we were arguing going in the door. If the DRLs are on, let me let me tell you my counter before you ruin it with making it part of your argument. I'll sit tight. Go ahead. My counter is that no, because in especially in the city, you have tra- you have streetlights. Nobody knows that their LEDs or daytime running lights are on when they're driving. A lot of cars with bad headlights, you don't even know if your headlights are on when you're in the city. My argument was it's be ever since they put in an always-on LED dashboard. So the Tacoma's back in, what, 05 when Toyota has the dash lit up all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why people don't turn on their headlights because they see their instrument cluster lit up all the time. So at night they go, oh, my headlights must be on, even though the rest of their dash is dark. And they're not seeing the glow on the outside. Okay, listen. Yeah? I agree with you. I agree with you. But where's the but? But so I agree with you. But I think that the DRLs are always coupled with it. So I I think that they are not mutually exclusive. I believe that if there was no glow, and this happens when I'm on stretches of the 210 or the 91 where there where we'll go a quarter mile and there aren't any streetlights because they're already in the mode of driving their car where they started they like what i'm saying is the the drls now are so bright right those led running lights towards the ground cast a glow but this problem was before any of those led lights people started not driving with their headlights when their dash lights started coming on that's when this all started in the mid 2000s that's when it got crazy I'm seeing it now more so than ever, and I believe it's exacerbated. All right, so I will then, I will give you that what you say is true, that it that is 60% of the problem is the fact that their uh, their dash is on. I think it's 85.5% of the problem, specifically because in the city, and I know there's people in the country who go, oh, but you people in the country are a lot smarter than people in the city, and you, of course, always have your headlights on. Move that aside. Sure. In the city, you cannot see the DRL glow at night. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I believe that they are they dude those LEDs are so freaking bright now. Not the old school ones, the new ones from like 2016 to so current. So how do you explain people before the daytime running lights or be turned into LED signature lighting then those, that had their then light? Then those people would would fall under your category. Okay. Those people that had the dash lit up and they just assumed that everything was on. But now I believe that glow is so bright from these cars. Like the new Mercedes, dude those things they you don't even need headlights the DRLs are so bright. What are, you, what, are you, what are you rolling your eyes for? I'm not rolling my eyes. You were rolling your eyes. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. Well, uh, well, let's let's consider this settled settled uh, argument for now. But we uh, we were uh, we were brawling on the way in, and mm. I feel like we hadn't gotten it all out yet. So I think uh, maybe I didn't. I think maybe I didn't. I was I, I was had such a full head of steam that I wasn't listening properly to your side of the argument. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. What do you think about the headlight issue? I don't think that I was listening to. Okay. Now, in hindsight, I don't think that I was absorbing. I was just arguing. And I should have said, wait a minute, because you were right, but I think mine is also part of the issue. Fair enough. On Truck Show Podcast Family <laughs> Therapy, uh, starting in 2020. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right, we so, did not get any better. We still have the same diseases in 2019. <laughs> we're not going to get This is us. Yeah. Like, we're let's just permanently infected. It's fine. All right, so who do we have first? We are going to check in with Ray Huff. We're going to call him now. And Ray has a Duramax 2017. I think it's a Silverado. It could be a GMC. A 2017? 2017. That already has half a million miles on it. Exactly. Wow. That's right. what I'm saying. We should probably give him a call then. All right. Dial up Ray. Oh, you already are dialing. Here we go. 
Hello. Ray, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's going on? Good. Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Hold on real quick. We got an intro for you. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? Well, Ray, you can't pull up a stool because you're not uh, in El Segundo, California. Where are you, Ray? I'm in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Arkansas. Beautiful. Yes, now, yes, sir. so Ray, I found you on L5P Duramaxes only. It's a Facebook group. And you had posted up there. I think someone asked the question, hey, how many miles you got in your truck? And uh, you just very casually said, oh, 500,000. And well, then, wait, and then wait, wait, moved wait. on. Was it one of those things where somebody said, oh, I got 150. And somebody said, I have 250. And then Ray said, hold my beer. Nope, he didn't. He just posted <laughs> 500K and then moved on. And some other guy started called BS like, no way you have a 2017 with over half a million miles on it. Then I, you know, I, I think I responded and said, really? And then I messaged Ray and said, if this is true, I want to talk to you because that's that's fascinating. Anybody put on that kind of mileage, I wanted to find out what he did for a living. Uh, how to, how is the truck holding up? What kind of maintenance schedule? Like, I had so many questions. So, okay, so let's say just for the fact of uh, us doing math, bought in 2017, 2020, let's call it 36 months. That would be uh, 13,888 miles a month. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't quite had it 36 months yet. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Dude, what, what are you doing? Do you ever, I mean, does that thing only stop for uh, coffee and pee breaks and uh, some fuel? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> now, what do you do, Ray? I transport RVs. You transport RVs. So you're bringing them from where to where generally? I move them from Indiana, from the manufacturers to dealerships around the world. So I guess I'm curious, maintenance, fuel economy, tires? I mean, these are how many times have you replaced your uh, unibearings in the, uh, is it a two-wheel drive? Is it a four-wheel drive? I mean, there's so many questions. It's a four-wheel drive, one ton, uh, I'm on. I had my factory set of tires, and then I have bought three sets uh, so far. I'm on my third set that I've purchased. And which tires do you happen to like for that kind of mileage and heavy use case? Uh, I like the Michelins, but I've switched off the Michelins and went to the uh, Transforce HT2s. Okay, yeah. And I get ballpark 140, 170 thousand out of them if I rotate. <laughs> No one can oh. say that other than Ray. So what are your what are your oil change interview uh, intervals? Is it is it every I, ten thousand miles or more? No, I try to change between seventy five and eighty five hundred is where I try to change. So the oil you're oil. doing like, oil every six weeks or something? No, like it's that. every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's every every week to ten days. I change the oil. And when I change the oil, I change the fuel filter every time. You also. thought I was kidding, Holman. Oh, my God. It really, it really is, every is every Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yes, it is. It's about every week uh, to 10 days I change the oil. How can you afford the downtime uh, to change your oil? <laughs> uh, it's, hey, I hate it. <laughs> my dealership that I deal with in Hot Springs, uh, Allen Taylor Chevrolet, or they try to get me in and out. They know my situation, and they try to bump me in there and get me right back out and just Short it's time. awesome to have a dealer that uh, that works with you on that kind of stuff. He's like a, I mean, yeah. he's like a big rig driver. Uh, any time he spent yeah. idling is it's, time he's not making money. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, and I've got the uh, the stock brakes on it, stock U joints. It's not. I've not done no anything like that. I had the fuel system to go down at one hundred sixty eight thousand. The fuel pump come apart. Was and, it bad fuel or was it a faulty pump? What do you think uh, caused that? Well, I had the. Uh, I called my insurance company. I had fueled up in uh, Wyoming, and I called my insurance company and told them that I thought I had bad fuel. 
they come to Little Rock, Arkansas, pulled three gallons of fuel sample out of it and said all the mixture was in there, but it had a little bit too much condensation in it. So actually the insurance company fixed it. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Ray, you had something very interesting happen uh, just over 200,000 miles that I think will probably never happen to the vast majority of our our audience. Right. 298,000. A dealership in uh, Maryland called me. I was on the Facebook page and posting mileage like I do, and they got a hold of me, and I thought it was a gimmick, and I told him, look, let's cut the chase. You know, if you're going to do this, let's do it. And they done a, the manufacturer done a motor swap with me and give me a complete motor and took mine out to tear it down and see how it's performing. They give me a full warranty with the new motor and give me a two year unlimited mile warranty on the fuel system and on the turbo. That was great. And I that, mean, they, what miles, how many miles was that at? That was at 298,000. That was last November. I put, I put a little bit over 200,000 on this new motor. That's amazing. So they come to you and they say, you have... Probably the most miles the out most of it. Because if he's, if he's dealership serviced, I'm sure they're tracking the service logs in the computer and mm-hmm. and mining the data and saying which Duramax out there has the most mileage for whatever run of trucks we're looking at. And obviously he's on the top so of now that So you, now you have this truck less than two years and you've got 200,000 plus miles on it. 298. Yes, 298. <laughs> I bought the truck. I bought the truck in March, so I've not quite had it three years yet, and I've got March five, of seventeen. Yes, March of seventeen, and I think it's got five hundred and five thousand seven hundred twenty something miles on right now. So what? I mean, have the door panels held up? Does, oh, is your seat the, foam okay? Like, do you have the, that? I, that's funny because that's when I when I talked to Ray the first time. I go, your left bolster's got to be destroyed. Right, just, and and listen to the response, Ray. The seats look br- – the truck is immaculate inside and out. Right now it looks as good as it did. I wash it, get it cleaned two to three times a week, and every time I come in and get an oil change, uh, I take it and get it detailed. It's All as right. clean inside as it is. <laughs> All right, Ray, let's be honest here. How many push pins do you have holding up the headliner? <laughs> the truck is immaculate. Wow. The man, leadership that put the motor in for me at 298000 they was amazed. And my dealership here in Hot Springs is this, they're amazed. with. I'm pretty sure that nobody else has this miles on L5P. Are, is yours a uh, same transmission or did they take the yes. trans engine together? Same transmission. It's the stock transmission. And when they put the motor in, when, they, when I'm saying a complete motor, I mean they unbolted and unhooked all the wiring and stuck. I'm talking about new alternator. Knew everything. It was complete motor. Air condition, all of it was complete. <laughs> wow. Do you have any tunes on it? Do you have any aftermarket? No. Is it completely stock? Completely stock. I have got a throttle response on it, and that's all I have. Just the plug-and-play that plugs in down at the accelerator. That is all the aftermarket stuff I have on the truck, period. How heavy are you towing, Ray, generally? Because, you know, they make RVs of all different sizes. You're pulling them. You're doing RVs and trailers, correct, out of Indiana? Yes, so my truck, of, uh, with my fuel tank and my toolboxes and stuff in my truck, my truck is around 10,180 pounds with me sitting in it full of fuel. And I pull RVs that weigh anywhere from 16,000 to 25,000. So are you? Are they doubled up on a big trailer, or are you towing no, them on their own? one at a time. One at a time is what I haul. I don't one pull a truck. at mine. a time. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. So, okay. We so- got, the, we got a, a camper called a mobile suite. And it's like 45 foot long. 
and it weighs about 26,000 pounds. So that puts me about 36,000, which is a little more than I'm supposed to tow with the truck. But Shh, we won't tell anyone, right? No one can hear this. No one's listening. And <laughs> yeah. w- what about how's it sucker handle through elevation? Are you ever going through Colorado, things like that, where you're up above uh, seven thousand foot? I do. It does not affect nothing but the tater chip sacks in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, What about your emission system? Have you had any issues with your emission system or your DEF? How often do you go through DEF? And 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 if and if, and if the answer is, and how often does it regen? It. I tell you what. Uh, about every. 1500 miles i put two and a half gallons all i run is SuperTech from walmart that's all i've ever put in the truck it's never had the def from a fuel sit from a fuel pump or it's never had any other thing probably put in it all it's ever had in it is SuperTech from walmart and i'll average about 1500 miles about 1200 probably empty and about 1500 loaded so we don't know what the the interval is between regions right because right, it's, a, it's like a four and a half or a five gallon tank i think right yeah, I think it's On seven the or ten. Yeah, yeah, okay. but that doesn't really speak to his region. Region, no, I don't. So, and he doesn't have a gauge. I've already tried to sell him a Bankside Ash, and he's like, no, "I don't thanks. know, maybe." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that would that would tell him the distance and miles or yeah. time right between, between regions, regions, right? So he probably doesn't know because his dash won't really tell him. Yeah. But the thing right. is, what, what what Ray is saying is has kind of echoes what you and I have talked about, which yeah. is the guys who are seeing all these. Staff issues yeah. and SCR issues, and they're guys that aren't using the truck the way it's supposed to be right. used. Ray is making the he's truck the guy, work. He's the guy they built that truck for. That's exactly right. Yeah. And when you drive it like a, a Corvette or like a like around town, or, or how about like a truck? Well, no, what I'm saying is when you don't oh, drive it like you, yeah. a truck, that's when you start having ills. Yeah. Right. That's when you have the emissions issues with the DEF and all this the DPF and stuff. So he's Ray, using the sucker. Ray, have you ever uh, owned any other brands, or have you always been a GM guy? GM hardcore. <laughs> Why is all right. that? I just I love a GM. GM Chevrolet is my vehicle. That's all I own. Uh, my kids ain't allowed to have a Ford. <laughs> Do you love? They're her? not allowed to date guys with Fords. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute, you joke, but seriously, Ray, if if your you have you have a son or a daughter, five daughters, <gasps> five daughters, and if uh, they, I only have two, I need to catch on. up. The 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 prospective boyfriend pulls up to take one no, of the daughters to not, a movie. He's not home long enough. The girls are like, hey, you have a Ford? You cannot come over until my dad's on the trip. Okay, so hold on a second. <laughs> Daughter number three, right? Uh, she she takes yeah. a selfie of herself, and he notices he sees the steering wheel. No, no, no. And the reflection oval. of her glasses is a Ford grill. Oh, there you go. So what does dad do? What, is, what does Ray do when he finds out the daughter is dating a dude with a, with a, with a Ford? She's going to have to get two jobs supporters. Support. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, this is no lie. This is no lie. She was in college at Arkansas Tech, and she had a guy that tried to ask her out, and he had a Ford, and she told him, I'm not allowed to date you. And no he said, kidding. He said, I'm making my payment, so I have to buy a Ford. <laughs> wow. Um, how does the uh, the offset steering wheel bother you? Does it have an offset? In that one, his doesn't yeah, have an does. offset steering yeah. wheel, does yeah. it? Yeah, 19's first year they fixed it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Ray steering wheel a ruin, little bit inboard. You're trying to ruin his day, a aren't little you? bit. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you noticed that Ray that your steering wheel so it's, it's in the, inboard like an inch or so? It's not. Yeah, it's not no. centered with your lap. It's uh, off to the right a little bit. Why would you break his heart like this? <laughs> yeah, we, Ray, you don't know this. Ray, okay, so Ray, you don't know this. Holman, my my co-host, this is lighting. So Holman has been a journalist for twenty plus years, and. 
loves to break guys' hearts by telling him that their GMT 800 is a 800, GMT? 900. Okay, so those are all, that's the truck that you're mm-hmm. sitting in right now. For whatever reason, GM decided to not put the steering wheel dead center between your legs. It's offset just a hair. And when you see it, it'll drive you cuckoo. But, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> did he see it? Are you seeing it now? Oh, I'm not in the truck right oh, now. Okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we don't know why they did it. And and so Holman actually was at GM not too long ago because he test drives trucks way before they come out. And he's like, did you guys fix it? And one of the dudes like, shut up, Sean. We listened to you. We made the we made the adjustment finally. As our chief, the chief engineer of, uh, of GM trucks, uh, Tim Herrick. Who uh, I guess got a new a new job. We'll have to talk to him about that. But oh, yeah. uh, Tim said that uh, they decided to uh, straighten out the steering wheel on the 2019. So <laughs> it's not major. It's 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 a minor. I just like know, I just like giving people. You're crap trying about to bust it. his balls. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Guys, yeah. 500,000 miles. He's got to sit well, behind the steering wheel. Yeah, but if he's seen a chiropractor, he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out now when I get back home. Exactly. <laughs> well, before he goes, I want to know what's your replacement schedule? How many miles was on the truck before this? How many years do you keep Ooh. it? Based Based on miles or years, and what's next? I'm just gonna run it till she won't run no more, and then I'm gonna put some more tires on it and run it some more. I don't, <laughs> right. you know, I don't see nothing happening. I, I think as long as you keep them maintenance, you can put just keep putting miles on it, keep them serviced. We're gonna hang on to your number because you might be the first guy to get to a million miles. Well, not might you will be the <laughs> that first we, that guy we know. that we know of. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you hit 750 next year, send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, I mean it's going to be fast, but we'll hopefully we'll still be on the air. Well, I was going to say, miles. do you think we'll still be on the air when that truck is uh, I, at a million? I think we might in at, a couple at, years. At, at the rate Ray's going, I think we might. How about yeah. at the rate we're going? No, we're good. We got 103 <laughs> episodes down our belt. Wait, down our belt. Down our belt. <laughs> yeah, down our belt. Uh, notch in our belt. Yeah, notch it. 103 notch. Never mind. Notch. Hey Ray, great talking to you, and uh, we hope we can catch up with you again soon. Yes, y'all holler at me anytime. I appreciate you. All right, all right, brother. Have a good day. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that fellow was darn entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> I have laughed that hard in a while. Only having two girls uh, and, and one getting close to dating age, I think I need to keep his number just so he and I can uh, I get some father advice from yeah, him. Yeah, but see, what you're a Ford guy. No, you say that. Well, you were a Ford guy. Yeah, a long time ago. I'm a I'm a everything guy now. Yeah, That's the thing about being a journalist. You start driving everything and you realize, oh, <laughs> now you're you like, good oh, too. it's yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. But imagine, like, if you're one of Ray's daughters. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I love you. I love you, honey. Yeah, but, but that's uh, how we you can't know, get married because my dad will no, no, blow no. a gasket. That's how you know it's true love. He's like, well, I'm going to go sell this thing so I can take you out. That's, oh. how, you, that's how you know Ooh. the guy's a keeper. Interesting. So maybe uh-huh. Ray is smarter than we are. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm going to go home and tell Marin, no boys with. What? I don't know. What would you say? No boys. No boys with Toyotas? With anything? Yeah. Yeah, no boys no, we'll at all. We'll just say no boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's still not quite thirteen. I got maybe a little while. Yeah, you longer, got some time. So. You got some time. Yeah, anyway, uh, I was cleaning uh, the guns yesterday, so I'll just uh, you know I always keep one dirty just in case I got to bust it out. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. All right, uh, <laughs> what do we got next? Holman, we've been away for like I don't know three, four, five weeks. There's uh, got to be a at lot least of... at least six or seven months. Right, there's got to <laughs> be feels a, like it. There's got to be a lot of truck news to get to. There is a pile. What's what? new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, oh that was good. That was, I, I, I'll be honest, a lot better than I thought it would be. It was good, but you did you notice that you went up like a half octave? 
I was well, like, uh, and you went, uh. Yeah, but you see what I did? I dabbed in the middle of it. I did see the dab. I, I did a, I wish a half I would circle have, uh, and a dab with a exclamation But you point. didn't close the dab. A dab is when you put your ha- your head all the way into your arm like that. So it was a partial dab. It was a da. Was it an open da? It was an open da. <laughs> open da. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know where to start because there's there's literally so much stuff to How about, about with that uh, super hot uh, Honda Ridgeline news? Oh, my God. Honda, huge. Huge Honda truck news going mm. on for 2020. Uh-huh. Massive. Guys, the yeah. Ridgeline is still not a truck. Wait, what? Alice. It's not? <laughs> we knew that. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh. It's not a truck. Oh, all right. Well, the damn thing's getting a nine-speed trans to replace the six-speed. Why does it need a nine-speed transmission so the hamster can uh, doesn't have to run as fast? Yeah, fuel efficiency. All ah. right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else oh, you got? Oh, man. Uh, oh, SEMA RPM Act. Oh, yeah. So that's the whole act where we can uh, take a VIND vehicle and race it, right? Uh, well, according to the EPA, they have announced that enforcement against high-performance parts, including superchargers, tuners, and exhaust systems, is a top priority for 2020. That street vehicles, cars, trucks, and motorcycles cannot be converted into race cars, according to the EPA. The RPM Act was just reintroduced, so even if you're one of the hundreds of thousands of enthusiasts who contacted Congress in the past, you need to do it again now and tell the bureaucrats in Washington that race cars are off limits. If you go to SEMA.org, there's a place you can sign the letter uh, and make sure you're talking to your Congress people and saying, we need to save our, our hobby. Okay, so let's go back a minute. We in, At the start of the show, we had mentioned one of our top episodes was Corey Willis from PPEI. Yep. And Corey has been, maybe it's no, it's no secret that Corey has been... Uh, um, uh, on the whipping end of the government stick. UK, right? I guess that's a okay. sensitive way of putting it. So he was making tunes that allowed you to remove some of your emissions equipment. He has since stopped. But the point of this is that he said, all right, I'm helping guys make race cars. And he, and they told him, as far as I understand, they told him, you cannot take a vehicle that has a VIN and left the factory, the, as, the factory a street vehicle. as a street vehicle with emissions equipment. Yeah. You cannot remove that Ever. Right. Not not not, not on the weekend, for a, yeah. not for a year, right. not ever. Right. If it if it the VIN says it has emissions equipment, then it must always have emissions equipment till it goes to the junkyard. So the RPM Act, thankfully our friends over at SEMA, right? Uh, reverses the EPA's interpretation that the Clean Air Act does not allow a motor vehicle designed for street use, including car, truck, or motorcycle, to be converted into a dedicated race car, which is completely opposite than everything that we've known or been taught or whatever for the last forty years plus. So the only way to have a race car would be, in their eyes, is to make a tubular chassis with a home with it with an engine. Well, it's to make right. it's to make a car that doesn't come out of the make factory. A, the VIN. right, make a car. So, so it says the the American tradition was unquestioned for nearly fifty years until twenty fifteen when the EPA took the position that converted vehicles must remain emissions compliant, even though they are no longer driven on public streets or highways. Although the EPA did not finalize the proposed rule, the agency still maintains the practice of modifying the emission system of a motor vehicle for the purpose of converting it for racing is illegal. Manufacturing, selling, and installing race parts for the converted vehicle would also be a violation. The EPA has announced that enforcement against high-performance parts, including superchargers, tuners, and exhaust systems, is a top priority for 2020, as we mentioned previously. Yeah. And converting street vehicles into dedicated race vehicles, obviously a, an American tradition, right? I mean, it dates back decades. And so your grandpa probably yeah, did so it. If you're asking yourself, why are they going after superchargers, turbos, et cetera, it's because it throws off the emissions of the vehicle. That's the bottom line. So, But how do they take into account if you go through SEMA and get a CARBO number and show that you don't have a detrimental impact to the vehicle? What do you mean? Then you have a CARBO. Well, I'm just asking, are those in danger as well? 
based on this interpretation? No, I don't believe so. Okay. All right. Well, fingers crossed because yeah. who knows? Anyway, uh, motorsports competition involves tens of thousands of participants and vehicle owners each year, both amateurs and professionals. And retail uh, sales of the racing products make up guess how much annually? Five billion. Two billion dollars. Okay. Two billion dollars. Most vehicles that are raced on the estimated 1,300 racetracks that are left, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, across the U.S. are converted vehicles that the EPA now considers to be illegal. So please uh, do everything you can. Contact your congressperson. Tell them this is a uh, top priority. If you need more information, you can go to SEMA.org Dude, and mean, search for RPM Act. I mean, like ultimate callout challenge. Just think of that. Yeah, just that just, one yeah. event, and there's hundreds and hundreds of events. Right. Just that one event. There are a couple tube chassis trucks out there, but yeah. for the most part, those are all just regular trucks that have been converted, and those are I was, all now illegal. I was on a forum uh, on Facebook, on a Facebook group, closed group, but somebody had said, hey, who in here is uh, on their particular vehicle? It has Mexico emissions, right? That's their funny way of saying it. Sure. And everybody on there was smart enough, not one person answered him. So I did the gif of the guy eating popcorn, you know, and everybody liked it because nobody is going to out themselves on a forum. Well, it's weird as and, – and there's some YouTubers. I follow quite a few YouTubers, and these YouTubers are always going, yeah, I went down to Mexico, and I raced my truck for a little while. And I go, you, you're a moron. Do you think that uh, both EPA and CARB are, are not following yeah, YouTube? Out what, yeah, or, or looking They're at on Facebook. Yeah. They're on YouTube. They're reading magazines. And, and by the way, so when Listen you're young, when you're young, you think that government is all older than you. You think of your right. dad or right or your grandfather. The thing is – Carb, for example, just hired a bunch of guys, and they're in their thirties. Yep. These are in th- these. Some of them are enthusiasts, but they're like they're on your Facebook group, and they follow you on YouTube. If you're a YouTuber, so you can't go that whole like we did. We went down to Tijuana to yeah. race this truck. Wink, wink. Yeah, and then you see a green uh, street sign, and you realize it's like says El Segundo Boulevard yeah. in the background. You're yeah. like, bro, you're gonna uh, get popped. They're not that dumb. If you're if you think you're smart enough to put a joke out there that your people will get. That they're also smart enough to figure that that's out. That's exactly right. And uh, you know, it's it sucks. It sucks. But that's the world we live in. And do we like, sound preachy right now. No, no. Just don't hasten our own demise. Like we love what we do. We're just we're we're not being preachy. We're being um, uh, we're spreading the word. We're, preemptive. Uh, preemptive. And Paul, no, it's probably late to be preemptive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we're uh, Paul revering it right now. Yeah. The red coats are coming. <laughs> uh, they are coming indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on to uh, on to other news. Uh, Jeep is uh, going to be releasing some new plug-in. Sport utility vehicles at CES coming up here. I believe that's uh, this week. CES. Oh, yeah, it's January. Oh, oh my can you God. believe that? CES. I used to go religiously, and it was uh, timed perfectly for another convention, which I won't mention. Something <laughs> it was a adult, great, adult uh, in nature. Yeah, well, you yes. just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I did. And that was great. And then they separated them because yeah. the town would, it, would they, explode. They, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle yeah, it. No, it's just believe, too many, I believe too many CES people. is the biggest trade show. I, uh, C, I know SEMA's in the, like, the top five, but CES is the biggest. Yeah, it used to be Comdex back in the uh, 90s and then became CES, Consumer Electronics Show. show. And now I think square footage, SEMA is the largest show. But not by visitors. Not by visitors, correct. Just square footage. All right, so uh, the three electrified Jeep vehicles will include the Wrangler, Compass, and Renegade. They're calling the new line of plug-ins 4xE. Uh, 4xE. 4xE. And I had uh, uh, some conversations with some friends at Jeep. And they said, don't worry, they're not going to let any of these vehicles come out with less capability than their gasoline counterparts. And they're also doing some pretty cool stuff with the electric side of the vehicle to make them even more impressive off-road. Uh, we I can't talk about any of that stuff yet, but just to let you know, those of you are like, oh, here it comes, the end of the world. I think you'll be pleasantly <laughs> surprised uh-huh. at some of the things 
that are being talked about. It's really cool. So anyway, so we'll uh, we'll have more to talk I'm about that after CES. When, when, okay, will you tell us or are we going to see a press release? There'll be both. I mean, I can't, uh, there'll be a press release first. We'll talk about the press Damn, release. And so you we'll can't go. break the news on our show? Oh, well, no. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I want the guy in the suit and the crowbar to show up at my house. Okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of electric vehicles, did you see the uh, kick-ass Rivian video that they released over the holidays? No. Uh, it was the uh, new Rivian uh, pickup. Well, all, of a, all of a sudden, so we heard, we didn't, Rivian was kind of silent for, I don't know, I felt like the last nine months or so. No. Well, hold on a second. We, we heard about the Amazon infusion of cash and, and all that stuff. Well, they but, just got one at uh, like November, December for $1.3 So that means a total but, of 2.85 and 19. That's I understand. Huge. But what, what I've been saying is it's been mostly about the business of Rivian and not yeah. the vehicles. So this is the first one that will be more about the vehicles. Well, and, yeah, since maybe Overland Expo where they had the overlanding one back in, was that May, I guess. So starting two weeks ago, the ads for Rivian trucks started showing up in my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. So they're, yeah, they're they're getting, close. They're getting uh, close. They also just hired away a friend of mine who was a high, high, high level um, engineer with an FCA mm. to oversee their off-road and towing stuff. Can you say who that is? No. Oh. But I'm pretty impressed that I never thought he would have. He's a diehard. He's a diehard truck and off-road guy. Like that's what he does. And he took the jump to Rivian. Will we? They also hired away some of Ford's top people in the design department and engineers. Like there's my point being is not necessarily the people going over there, but what it represents is that traditional entrenched engineers and marketers and designers are going to that company because they see something there. I understand. And that, um, that's amazing to me. I told you, a friend of mine, Mike Vu, who was an, a super skilled, very talented fabricator, worked at an OE just down the street from where we are mm-hmm. now. Uh, he jumped as well. Yep. So and there's a lot of people going to Rivian. I, I don't yeah. see a lot of people leaving Rivian. I see a lot of people leaving other places, but uh, Rivian seems to be on the upswing. Anyway, so uh, the, the I guess the- uh, The video? Well, I was going to say the timeline. So- uh, in February, they got $700 million from Amazon. As you know, I think in 2021, they, Amazon wants them to make all-electric uh, delivery vans based on their skateboard architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in April, they got $500 million uh, from Ford Motor Company. Uh, in September, Cox Automotive invested $350 million. In September, Rivian announced it was collaborating with Amazon and building the 100,000 EV delivery vans. And now right. we have this investment from, I believe it was T. Rowe Price for $1.3 billion. <laughs> Which is, which is crazy. I mean, and not a single car on the road yet. I mean, just a lot uh, of investment. Yeah. So going back to the video, uh, did you see the video that they posted over the holidays? I did not. It was uh, the truck uh-huh. pulling into a muddy field. Okay. And doing a tank turn. Uh, you said tank turn. You mean an actual like where it's turning on a dime? It's turning within on its, its center own, point. Yeah, it's turning within its own footprint. So basically, it goes a three sixty or one hundred eighty degrees by. Reversing one set of wheels and forward, you know, forward the other one so they're opposite, and it just turns around itself. But you can do that with an electric drivetrain, right? Right with the motors because they can work independently of one another. That's insane. It's just you cool. can do a U-turn, so you could do a U-turn in the middle of the street when the street is only one car width. Yeah, pretty much. This what? was this was in a muddy field with a drone overhead shot. Here's, okay, here's the video. There it is. It's uh, it's literally doing donuts, but not by spinning the rear out, just over on top of itself. It's just like spinning like a top. Yeah. 
and then they do it in slow motion with that music with like mud fl- <laughs> flinging and stuff. And it's just one of those things where you're like, all right, you know, whether you like electric trucks or not, that's pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so. did you see the lights in here just flickered? Yeah, I, it's because Rivian's listening to us. They know, <laughs> they're, they're sucking electricity from us to make wow. sure that we give uh, the right message. That was creepy. It was a little bit creepy. Hmm. Not going to lie. What else you got? Uh, we've got, uh, did you hear that FCA? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say it again. Did you see? No, d- did you see? Don't even get me started on scene. <laughs> you see, I went off over Christmas break. Oh, yes, I did. Oh my gosh, I was on one of the Facebook groups, and uh, someone said, I don't know, but in you know when you only type when you when you do a status update in Facebook, but you only type five words, yeah. it makes the font larger, right, right. okay, and then it makes it smaller when you go on to like a full yeah. long sentence. You but s- you seen that? Exactly. So the the guy's sentence was only about six words long, and one of the words was seen. It says, "I seen." Something have you and I? W- he used scene when it shouldn't be. It should have been I saw. Right. And it w- I went crazy and I screen capped it uh-huh. and I put it on my Facebook. page. I think I posted and, a little laughy face. Yes, and and then my my Facebook went bonkers because everyone's like, I hate that. People want it's getting worse. All right. So uh, did you hear? I did. No, I didn't. Go ahead. Uh, FCA and PSA merger. This is something your dad and grandpa would uh, enjoy. All right. FCA is merging with uh, Peugeot. <gasps> I was just looking at Peugeot cars yesterday. Were you really? Yeah, I was. So it's a 50-50 share merger. You can't import any of the freaking, they don't have any DOT certification. Where each will own half, um, and obviously FCA, which employs 200,000 people, has the following brands, Abarth, Alpha, Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, Fiat Professional, Jeep, Lancia, Ram, and Maserati. And I think the idea is uh, the the PSA group, which is Peugeot, employs 210,000 people, so they're about the same size. Has five car brands: Peugeot, Citroen, uh, DS, Opel, and Vauxhall. And uh, Peugeot sells about eighty percent of its vehicles in Europe. So the idea is that if these two companies merge, uh, they could leapfrog GM as the fourth largest uh, global automotive OE, uh, behind VW, Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi, and Toyota. What's interesting is that uh, FCA needs more small cars which Peugeot has a lot of that technology. Mm-hmm. Peugeot needs more commercial vehicles and trucks, which FCA has a lot of that technology. The 203 is pretty cool looking, dude. Dude, they're, they're, when they're you, awesome. When, when you see, if you ever, if you're watching uh, like Motor Trend and you see some of the rally racing, uh-huh. you will notice Peugeot. You yeah. won't be aware of it now because there are no Peugeots in the US. They have a cool logo. They do have a cool logo. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, what does this all mean for the future Ram trucks and Jeep especially, right? And that's that's our, our uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing. Um, but uh, due to the pooling of resources and technology, it could be interesting to see what happens when you can tap into the knowledge base of this, you know, another company about your size. Um, tra- transactions are supposed to take about 12 to 18 months, so until that happens... Wee oui, wee, oui, we will <laughs> not mess with your trucks. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. You big American. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, that's interesting, right? I think so. I mean, uh, did, no one here cares about Peugeot, unfortunately. I, know, but, I don't but know. You, that... I think you care what the impact might mean for your truck brands. Yeah, well, a couple guys at work are like, "Oh man, it's gonna it's gonna water down uh, Ram and this." I go, "No, yeah, no, they no, need no. they need Ram to be successful." Yeah, and uh, and I I think that's part of the draw, right? Ram and Jeep, who which used to be not necessarily Jeep, but Ram was sort of a bastard child, has completely outrun Chrysler and Dodge and, and those brands. So it, sure. it's interesting times over there. Um, that's why I'm not surprised to see you know kind of people looking at other other options because you never know. Mergers, as you've been through mergers, I've been through mergers, mm-hmm. you just never know. Yeah. Holman, before you get to the next story, do you have any cookies or uh, non, uh, non-healthy food that I can eat? Uh, right next to that decked uh, Yeti 
Yeah. Koozie is a piece yeah. of Halloween candy that you never ate. Oh, look at that. It's a Reese's Glow in the Dark. Cup. Look at that. Ooh. It's only about three months old. It's been sitting there the whole time. And so uh, I'm going to tell you if it's. Is it sometimes, white? Uh, sometimes it's they turn white. white around the edges. Yeah, they get, they get chalky. No, it looks okay. Well, let me see here. Huh? Well, that's dry. It'll work. I feel like you need to wash that down with the Dr. Pepper. Hold on. Yep. Mm. <sighs> sorry, right. we, should, we should do this off air. No, sorry. All right, uh, here are the 2024 Super Duty chassis cab. F-350, 450, and 550 numbers are out. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. 7.3 gas V8, 350 horsepower, and 468 pound-feet of torque for best-in-class gasoline torque. Nice. The 6.7 power stroke diesel is 330.825 in the chassis cabs. And the maximum payload, best-in-class, 12,750 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, these are And these are all derated, right? Yeah, right. This is all the commercial stuff, right? Right. Uh, so anyway, it says the uh, F-Series chassis cab will be available in 350, 450, 550 in regular cab, super cab, crew cab, XL, XLT, and even Lariat models, uh, specific con- two specific configurations. But I could imagine you could probably get a 450, you know, Lariat, loaded mm-hmm. commercial version if you need a chassis cab for your business or something like that, right? That is baller. Straight baller. For you're the, hauling stuff and you're yeah, riding and, around in that luxury. Oh, heck yeah. Now, can you get the sunroof? That would be interesting. I don't know. Uh, it does, however, exclude the F600, which we talked about previously, because that'll be a late order in 2020. So there's still a little bit of time before we find out what the exact configuration of the uh, of the F600 is, which is the tweener. Right. Now, um, I can't remember. Holman, the the Ram has the, the huge sunroof. The Ford has the huge sunroof. Uh, certain cabs. The Ram 1500 has the big sunroof. The Heavy duties do not. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's the old body style. Oh, that's right. But yep. they probably will when they redo the body style, but we just don't have a date on that. I don't think they're redoing that body style because they put all the money into the 1500, which is oh. the bread and butter. Now, the current heavy duty, while it looks the same as the old truck, the door skins and the structure, it's actually made with completely different materials. So it's fully modern in the construction. It's just from a, a styling standpoint, it's the, it's the same shape and everything as the old gotcha. cap. But so. you know who has the baller sunroof? Nissan, the 2020. Uh, Nissan does have a baller sunroof. What is that, like... I think it's like three feet by three feet. I think or it's about four. It's bigger than my garage. Well, you—that's not saying much. I think my living room is bigger than your garage. I think it is. And my master bedroom is bigger than your garage. My and front your, yard, your bathroom. Oh, you know what else is bigger than your garage? What's that? My driveway. Yes, it is. Sadly. <laughs> anyway, uh, the ten-speed torque shift transmission will be the standard transmission backing these engines, and a ten-bolt live drive power takeoff provision with mobile mode, which comes standard on the six-seven, but available across the entire lineup. Wait, 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 wait. wait uh, explain that ten-bolt what? Live drive power takeoff, PTO. You've asked this question before. It's the accessory drive off the uh, drivetrain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. For your dump bed or running hydraulic pumps and yes, all that kind yes, of stuff? Yes, 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 So uh, it'll offer a 300 pound-foot of stationary torque, which is also best in class. And again, 12,750 pounds with the, uh, with the right configuration. Uh, and then technology uh, isn't being left behind. Factory install programmable upfitter interface module. Updates uh, to Ford Telemax and data. Ford Pass Connect, Ford GLTE Wi-Fi. Sync 3, pre-collision assist with automated emergency braking, audible lane departure warning, auto high beams, headlamps, fold uh, locking floor, operator command regeneration with active inhibit, just to name a few of those things that are being offered. Dang. And I think they're going off of uh, RAM with RAM's commercial uh, vehicles where you can get adaptive cruise control and all the technology on their uh, chassis cabs as well. I wonder so, what pricing is like for a f- new 550. I don't fully know. Loaded. I bet you're not, uh, not going to be able to afford it. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you that's <laughs> or for damn sure, side. yes. You know what's interesting, though, is it's, it's, if, it's a good time to have a work truck. Like, the competition is so fierce out there, the vehicles are pretty damn awesome. Before, it used to be the penalty box. Sure. And 
Now, yeah, now vinyl interior, did. nothing. It was just yeah, crap seats, crap dash, craptastic. And now, and now it's like you drive that truck. Yeah, baller. Yeah, straight up. Ride better, chassis better, brakes are good, mm-hmm. drivetrains are solid, interiors are nice. Well, they still do ride like. I mean, it's a still. Well, a d- work well truck. it depends what it has on it. Too. Sure. Last uh, <laughs> electric story of the uh, of the first show of the year. Yes. Uh, GM electric pickup confirmed for 2021. GM electric pickup. Do we know anything about it? We do not. Just telling you that the Silverado with the electricity is on its way. Not Obvious, hybrid. You're talking about no, full, full electric. electric, just like the Ford. And the mm. Tesla and the Rivian and mm. all those. So that is uh, that how is do, happening, my how friend. Do we, how do we feel about that? I mean, uh, let's see how they implement it. I, I'm an internal combustion engine guy. I, I think, uh, you know, there's nothing better than uh, than gas or diesel and I love that. I will say that there's some interesting things that electricity brings to the table, although I'm not a fan of full electric yet. I don't think the infrastructure is quite there and I don't think the technology is quite there. I boy, they I, are throwing money at it. I like, think, yeah, like I crazy. Think, I think they're wrong. I think hybrids are going to be. I think you're going to have an onboard generator with an electric power plant. Um, I just don't see electric taking over everything um, for a lot of the reasons we've talked sure. about before yeah, yeah, on the yeah. show. Okay, I just I think that there's going to be a tapestry of technologies. I think there's going to be gas. I think there's going to be diesel. I think there's going to be hybrid. I think there's going to be electric. And it'll be a while before we figure out what works. And because of infrastructure, it'll be a long time before we fully switch to uh, to one one source of- uh, I wonder uh, how fast they're making supercharging stations. Don't know. I mean, I know it's like- I know Electrify is it, is America- One a day? Well, I have no idea. I know Electrify America is uh, starting to- uh, uh, They've got a complete grid system going up. I believe it's the coast of the U.S., I know Wabasto is involved in a lot of the charging stuff. I know that the local Chevron by my house has a, an electric vehicle charging station right opposite from the gas pumps. Really? Which is smart. If you think about it, you already have the land and the infrastructure. Maybe your future gas stations are half gas station, half quick chargers or something like that. So what are you doing while you're just sitting in your, your car waiting? I, I or are you mean, in there buying Kit Kats? No, what I'm, are you yeah, doing? Twinkies and Dr. Pepper. Are you a left side or a right side? On your, I'm on your uh, definitely a right side on the Kit Kat. Yeah. Okay. Tastes way better. Yeah. The right is better? Yeah. Are those Twix, actually? That's Twix. Yeah. yeah I screwed up the candy. You, did, you messed up uh, the joke. Yeah, I did. Well, on that note, we should move on uh, <laughs> with the rest of the show. You know what will cleanse your palate of my uh, my uh, non-working humor? A new host. Uh, well, that, that definitely would help. No. How about Mini Truck Talk? Oh, you mean with uh, Corey Curley from the uh, Mini Truck Showdown. If only you could talk about Mini Trucks, you could redeem yourself. Well, I, I, I'm trying. I Dial. Damn. That's Corey. Corey, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's happening? Good. How about you guys? Fantastic. We've got a quick jingle. Don't move. Where is that? I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. Are we uh, are we down with the chrome or we, is it polished uh, billet? Uh, whatever you want to bring, I think you run what you brung. I don't know. That's not true because I saw a rule on Corey's website. So uh oh, it's not run what you brung. Let me let me let me read this to you. Ready? All right. Uh, you can find this at minitruckshowdown.com on the event information page. It says. Note, this event is for adjustable suspension and traditional style minis and mini-inspired rides. Clubs who have bagged vehicles welcomed. Non-adjustable suspension or performance vehicles will not be allowed hey, hold on a in. I see a loophole. What's that? Uh, is your mini mini-inspired? Would it be funny if a bunch of minis showed up and then it was like a truck show and they went, oh, wait a minute. But listen, no, but I couldn't get in because look, it says non-adjustable suspension or performance vehicles will not be allowed. 
Corey, explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's just get right into this. Okay, so the one thing that we we are catering to is is like mentioned is the traditional style minis. Now, dated back in the the late '80s, early '90s, a lot of guys were static dropping their trucks. Those are allowed. Okay, what we're trying to keep out is this new uh, this new scene of guys going out and buying a brand new Chevy or brand new Ford, Dodge, Toyota, whatever they want to do. And just slapping a set of wheels on it, going to AutoZone and buying an exhaust. That is what we're trying to keep out. Now, people may say bringing a, a you know, a seventy thousand dollar truck in with billets is custom. I'm sorry, I disagree. That's not custom. That's just you going out and spending a lot of money on a set of wheels. Damn it, I agree uh, with you. Keep out those riffraff at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> but now there are some vehicles that that. If you look at our uh, on our event page on Facebook, we have we have a listed breakdown category of what styles of vehicles uh, will be allowed. Let me bring that up real quick. While you're doing this, I want to give a little backstory as to uh, how we found you. So we were, uh, I don't know, I think in our Instagram feed, we found a mini truck showdown. Um, you had announced it. We tracked you down. And the event is well, February. Hold on. In all honesty, we tracked him down and then we forgot about him. Uh, is that true? Yeah. We had a bunch of DMs. I didn't realize that you were talking to him on DM, and I was okay. go scrolling through, and I'm like, oh, crap. He responded to us. I like, should probably get back <laughs> Well, with I got him on the phone one afternoon. Oh, we, okay. we wrapped, and he right, was a super cool dude. And So it's February 13th through 16th at the Kern County Fairgrounds, which is, uh, what, northeast of Bakersfield, somewhere in that area, I want to say? It's actually right in the middle of Bakersfield. Okay, all right. And so I, I felt like the art... Everything associated with your your presentation, the event is period perfect. It is right out of the mini truck scene. It it sounded like you're right out of the mini truck scene. There's no posing going on here. Well, I mean, we see a bunch of shows popping up all over the country. Now, one, one thing that, that a lot of us, I mean, like you guys yourselves and myself, we've noticed on the West Coast is a lot of the OGs from the scene are are passing here, you know, coming soon or half past or you know we don't know how much longer they have and a lot of the older shows i mean they're they're disappearing left and right the bad part about it is is back in the early 90s we had a lot of guys coming from florida and the east coast coming over here for our shows but now with our shows dying off and those picking up we got a guy a lot of guys from here going out there to shows and things like that which is which is 100 percent good for the scene you know because it gets people to travel but at the same time we don't want to lose those shows you know, I mean, when we lose them, it takes people like myself and Brian Good from uh, uh, Forbidden Fantasy, you know, and Justin Rainwater with Relaxing in the Northwest. You know, those guys, it takes it takes a special kind of person to want to do a show. I mean, either you have to have all guts and no glory or, or you know, grab, grab the thing by the balls and just go with it, which is pretty much what we did here. It took us two years to plan this show, to actually come out and launch it. Last year, I got to say, I, I was actually surprised with the amount of people that we got, even with the weather. We had 167 pre-regs, and we had 158 show up at the show. So, I mean, nice. we were we were really only short a couple cars that didn't show up out of our pre-reg. What is so complicated for anybody that hasn't ever put on an event, which is probably most of our audience, why By the is... way, there should be a bumper sticker or t-shirt that say, events are hard. Events are hard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, are. Uh, they are. They <laughs> are. They are. They, they, I mean, I got to tell you, they are a lot of headache, but I love doing them. I mean, a little bit about how I got into this. My dad used to be real big into the racing scene. 
here in Bakersfield. He used to race oval. He used to do uh, dirt oval. He used to do asphalt oval. Then he got into the whole Fast and the Furious thing when that came out, started getting into the tuners, doing the drag racing, you know, doing the street racing like every other idiot back then was doing. You had, a, then, co- you had uh, a cool dad. Yeah. Racing's been in our blood. My grandfather used to race at what's called the Yellow Belly Drag Strip back in Texas a long time ago. And he had a uh, 53, uh, 53 Ford with a uh, 350 motor in it. That was back then. So racing, drag racing, oval racing has all been in our blood for a long time. But I got my first real throw into the mini truck scene. And I don't know if you guys remember the show, but it was back when a club uh, called Freaks of Nature hosted it. They're still around today. But they hosted a show here in Bakersfield called Freak Fest. Holman? I uh, I do remember hearing about it. I never went to that show, but I do okay. remember that it was a, a deal out in the uh, Cause Holman, Central you Valley. Were, you were a show ho for a while. I was a show ho. <laughs> yeah. I had my camera and walked around to Peter. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, Lance Martz, who uh, was the editor of Mini Truck, you probably know Lance. Right? I know Lance from because he went to work at Klein uh, Horns. Yeah. And now uh, he landed somewhere else. He's not at Klein anymore. Yeah, I can't I remember where he's yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hey, Lance, if you're listening. Anyway, so he used to have a, a license plate. I think it was on a uh, lowered uh, Toyota Mini, mm-hmm. and it was like MKUFM OS or something like that, or US or something. And I remember staring there, and I'm looking at it for a while. And we used to like to bust Lance's balls all the time, right? Like that was just our deal. We were all we always give each other a hard time. And the first time I ever saw his truck, I go, Mecca, 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 and I'm like trying to figure it out. He looks at me, and he's just super annoyed. He goes, "Making you famous." And I go, ah, that's a little bit of a stretch, huh, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he was a photographer. photographer he people around, in the yeah, magazine. Exactly. I got it. Yeah. So anyway. That was... is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yes. Love those old stories back in the day. It's so uh, you were talking about that uh, that that uh, event? Yeah. So that's, that's when I got my first real throw into the mini truck scene. Now, at the time, I was in between the ages of 13 and 15. Um, and that, that's when I got my first real big hit of this is the scene I want to be a part of. When I turned 17, I had my first mini truck. It was a, a, a 87, 88 uh, Toyota Extended Cab uh, bag blade frame. Had some old EK18s on it. Now, I got rid of that truck, got out of the scene for a little bit, got into the hot rod scene, had a 78 uh, step side with a, a 383 stroker fully blown, set up for drag. And then after that, I got out. I was bouncing through through scene to scene to scene to scene, just checking out, you know, checking out all the different uh, – Raise of cars, you know, being a car enthusiast, I just wanted to see what was out there. Well, I ended up coming up uh, with a Honda Honda Accord wagon. Now, if this doesn't say old school written all over it, it wasn't on bags. It was on cans at the time. Oh, my now, gosh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. You want, you want to talk about a rough riding car. Oh, my God. That thing would break <laughs> your teeth loose. Yeah, there were uh, uh, Ford F-350 dually steak beds of that era that rode better. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and... I started going to the shows again, Danger Zone, uh, Summer Madness, uh, the relaxing shows that were down in SoCal, a couple of the cruise nights and things like that. And that's kind of where I got back into the whole show scene. Well, a couple years ago, I started doing a one-day show called The Annual Show and Shine. That was kind of like the precursor to what the mini truck showdown is now. Um, because we... In Bakersfield, we have a lot of guys that travel from not only just like Fresno and Hanford and L.A. and things like that. But for a one day show, we had a lot of guys coming from like Nevada, Arizona and things like that just out here for the show that we were hosting here because it was all mini inspired. Now, we did have low riders. We had bombs. We had four by fours. We had hot rods. We had performance trucks. We had muscle cars, things like that. But we got away 
from that show uh, this past year. And after the fourth annual show and shine, which was in August or September of 2018, the next day after the event, we launched the event page, we launched the website, and we launched the dates for the 2019 Mini Truck Showdown. You know, we didn't want, want to just invite everybody and their mom. You know, we wanted... Although I hear their moms are pretty cool, too. There are some hot moms. <laughs> there are some hot moms out there. We wanted, we wanted quality. I got to say, last year, with everyone that came out, I got to say it was actually a success. This year, we've... Uh, we're continuing on. We're 39 days out, 38 or 39 days out from the show as of right now. And with that being said, we've got a lot of new information coming out for the 2021 show. So we're already ahead a year in time trying to already book the next show. So what sets Mini Truck Showdown apart from any other just regular truck show that I could go to on a Sunday? It I mean, gives you that classic late 80s, early 90s mini truck feel. So basically, we um, are time warping when we go to your show. Should we be wearing our uh, Oakley blades with our jam shorts and uh, flip flops? I'm wearing my acid wash jeans. Are you doing? I'm going to wear my denim jacket. Okay. Yeah, my Levi's I, I denim jacket. I was going to ask you: Are you going to wear your denim jacket to the show? I am. I'm also going to uh, grow my hair back to uh, what it looked like back then too. <laughs> if you could do that, you could sell that potion, whatever you're using. Yeah, no kidding. Well, so is that the plan to flash back, kind of like uh, uh, what's what's the car show that just had at the Peterson, the the '80s one, Radwood. Radwood. Is it kind of the mini truck version of Radwood, or what is the theory here? So there used to be a well. There is a show. Let me say that there is a show that is here in Bakersfield and it's hosted every year by a club called regulators. Now I used to be with regulators, but I, I stepped away from, from the club uh, to do my own thing. And they host a show at the same location that I do in July. Now they've kind of gotten away from the whole mini truck scene. They went to the more performance street trucks. You know, these guys that have, I gotta say, there's a bunch of trucks out there that are that are newer, that are clean, that are Cali stance. You know, they're either bagged in the rear or whatever, um, or they're lowered on static drop. But it's not the style of show that we want to bring because there's a bunch of shows that those guys go to, like SinCal Truck Meets and uh, the UST event in Florida, in uh, uh, Vegas, and things like that. We wanted to bring it back to where it's it's all adjustable. We want to be able to look out into the field or into the, the, the parkway where all these guys are, are parking at for the show itself, we wanted to be able to look at and see almost every vehicle laid out. You know, we don't want to see anybody pretty much either up in the air or whatever. Now, we do allow hot rods, we do allow low riders, and we are allowing 4x4s. Back in the day, a lot of guys had these monster minis, and we see guys in our scene that are actually bringing back those monster minis now. Like the... Like the Back and, to the Future, you know, was it bus truck? Uh, the yellow one, I believe. I think so. Was it? I'm just saying, you know, basically a, a Toyota that's up, up on, on 40s, 44s. Yes, yeah, Super Swampers yes. or something for Back to the Super Day. Super Swampers, yes. We had a couple of guys last year that had some 4x4s that weren't kind of that style. But because they are, you know, full suspension, full interior, full paint, they will be allowed in. By the way, I mean Biff's truck. Biff. Biff. Would you say buff? I think it's a buff, yeah. <laughs> Biff. Buff. Yeah, that was because... I think that was that last scene, you know, where the garage was open and that black, you know, Toyota with Casey Daylighters on it and big old tire. I mean, that whole thing was like a whole that was generational. When you saw that truck, you're like, that I want that. Yeah. If we have those guys come in, hell yeah, great. Because I know there's a there's a club down in LA called Flohos, and they do have some of those uh, some of the Flohos. I don't know yeah. those guys. 
Do you know well, Holman? I don't. If, if, if you guys come out, you guys can meet him. They're from down in L.A., and they actually have uh, two, I believe, one or two monster minis. And then uh, it's funny because Holman is a member of Flohos, but it's a totally different thing. <laughs> By the way, uh, lightning and monster mini are two things never spoken together. <laughs> That's uh, true. Before. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, What's the furthest anyone's come to uh, to join you? Like, a, a th- well, last year the furthest he didn't bring a ride, he didn't bring anything custom, but he drove out here because he caught a load out here. His name's Richard Rush, and he's with Freaks of Nature, and he drove his semi out to our event because he was bringing a load from, I believe, Arkansas out here to California, and he participated with his semi. Now, he didn't show his semi, but he was able to get into the event because his club was here, and he wanted to know what it would be. I mean, technically, if you look at an RV, at a semi, it's pretty much the same thing as an RV because most of us sleep in them. As I talk to you, I'm a truck driver myself. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. What do you drive? I drive a 2020 uh, Freightliner Cascadia. Damn. Please, please tell me it's not the automatic transmission model. Unfortunately, it is. Oh! <laughs> Dude, but it's a 2020. No, I know. It's new. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's just like, I've, you know, like all the new trucks that the fleets are buying, they're just dumbing them down. What, what do you haul? I haul dry freight for uh, Dollar General. So I travel between California, uh, Oregon, Washington, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, but uh, do Nevada, you, and Colorado. Do you do 18,000 miles a month? Not eighteen thousand, no. <laughs> so what oh, you probably. well what, what what you don't know is that we talked to a guy with a Duramax, a twenty seventeen Duramax that's that already has over five hundred thousand miles on his twenty seventeen. Wow, right? <laughs> that's what we're saying. That's what we were saying. Let's go back to Mini Truck Showdown. Uh, that's uh, February thirteenth through the sixteenth at Kern County Fairgrounds. It's a three day event. Which I yes. think most people just go to one-day truck shows, one-day car shows these days. Yours is three days. What's going on over those three days? So Thursday is pretty much our roll-in and uh, making sure that if we do have any vendors or pre-regs coming. Because we did have people pre-reg for, for Thursday. Now, most of the pre-regs that happen for Thursday are guys that are from out of town like uh, Utah, Idaho, Colorado. We do have a couple of pre-regs from there. Now, Friday is is the main day for everyone to roll in. Friday is, is the first night of the cruise night. Everyone gets there. They unpack. They set their camp up. Cruising normally starts between 4 to 5, sometimes a little bit later, and goes till, till 3 o'clock in the morning when we shut the lights out. Saturday is when a lot of all the fun goes down. Saturday is the show itself. It starts at 8 o'clock, goes till 2 p.m. We have a limbo contest hosted by GMOS Customs. <laughs> <here at Bakersfield>. <laughs> limbo. <laughs> You're keeping yeah. limbo alive. Oh, yeah, limbo. Got to keep it alive. We had, we had a bunch of full sizes, like uh, the one of the vehicles that's on our uh, artwork for this year, Big Brown, uh, owned by Brad Bosman. He uh, – Went through the limo, so uh, the limbo. So did uh, Graham Hancock with the dually and a bunch of other full sizes did as well. We keep that alive. Then Graham, who has come on board to help us out with the show, he hosts uh, Doing It in the Dark and Slam Fest down in Florida. He's actually taking care of our club games this year for us. Now, one thing that we do that a lot of shows don't do with raffles is we raffle off a ton of alcohol. Oh, wow. really? Alcohol. That's good with cruising, right? <laughs> yeah, Let's go hand right? in hand. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's actually true. I think uh, you drink while you're camping. Well, this is so, Holman. You and I talked about this, and not about the alcohol thing, but with uh, with Lone Star. I think that um, growing up in Southern California, I didn't ever get a chance to go to a lot of the um, the cool shows that were around the country where they have cruising. Right. When you go to a car or truck show in Southern California, you park it's your vehicle, static. you get out. 
and then that's it until four o'clock, yeah. and then when you get yeah. in and you leave. Everywhere else you go, it's you cruise the whole show, and that was wildly yeah. new. And and was I, awesome. I know it's been around for twenty plus thirty years with the, all over the country, but I didn't get to experience in that, and that was so rad at yeah. Lone Star. And then I saw it again at Daytona, and yep. now sounds like we're going to get it at Mini Truck Showdown. It's the way to go. Exactly. If this is successful, is there a plan to uh, rubber stamp this across the country? We've been in talks about it. Uh, the club has wanted to branch out, but we don't want to branch out and do anything until five years in because we want to make the event here on the West Coast known. Now, our our plan is... Well, is I, let, let's be honest, Corey. We are actually going to accelerate that plan with your announcement and appearance here on the Truck Show podcast. I believe you'll be able to be known within two years. I hope so because, <laughs> I mean, any any promoter's dream is is to go big. And, and it's not a matter of, of going big for us. We just want to be successful at what we do, and we want to host a quality show. We don't want to host a show that everyone goes around and they're like, oh, shit, that show sucks. No. Everybody that we've talked to, everybody that, that my club has talked to and other people, they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to be there. Like this past year, we didn't have any uh, old school tilt bed traditional style minis. Well, this year, now we have four or five clubs that are coming that we didn't have last year. Yeah, you got to have some scissor beds and all that stuff there, right? They are coming this year. We've nice. got a couple of clubs, new minis, NVS. I believe Class Act is coming. I mean, these are all clubs from back in the, the 80s. <laughs> you know, and, and I've been in talks with them. My club has been in talks with them. It's kind of humbling, to be honest, that, that we got noticed. I mean, we came out in Street Trucks Magazine, the all-mini-truck-inspired uh, issue. We came out in Beth and Rich Waterman's uh, All-Time Low Magazine. Uh, Brian Good from Grinder TV featured us on a, a 7- to 10-minute clip that he did for the show uh, on uh, YouTube. This is great. February 13th through 16th, Kern County Fairgrounds, Mini Truck Showdown. Of course, the man putting it together. Wish you all the luck. I'm going to be out there. Holman, how about you? Are you going to come with? Are we going to do a, make, a, make a road trip out? I'll let you know. Well, what? I mean, if I can go, I can go. Yeah, but I, I mean. I'm telling you right now you can go. Oh, okay. I'll call Thanks. your wife. <laughs> well, it's not my wife. It's the uh, the job and all the other stuff. It's my day job. So if you I get out go. there, I want to get You out. can go. I'm going to send you with the recorder and make you do some work on the road first. I'll be happy to do it with you. Here. All right. Come on. Are you driving or am I driving? I'll drive. I'll totally wait, drive. Wait, what are we driving? I'll drive. What do you want me to drive? I'll drive. No, I'll, dri I'll, I'll drive. I'll drive. I'll drive. You buy uh, lunch. I'll buy lunch, dinner, and the next breakfast because we're gonna we're gonna right. crash out there. All right, deal. We're gonna have some beers. <laughs> but I'm not. Play. I'm not sleeping with you in the back of the pickup bed. No, not at all. Okay, we're yeah. gonna get a. We're gonna stay at the Red Lion. Uh, I'm gonna find uh, another hotel anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Corey. Wish you the luck and uh, all the luck in the world. And uh, I think it's gonna be a fun event. We're we're gonna see you out there. Awesome, buddy. Thank you very much, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys. I right, it. appreciate it. Thank you. Later. All right, minitruckshowdown.com is where you'll find all the details. Holman, how are you feeling about a little five-star hotline? Dude, it's been so long. Let's go! Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star hotline. Yo, Chuck Show Podcast. I'm so glad I found your podcast. I got to say, I had a... 1988 Samurai, ended up trading it for a 1987, quote, C10, unquote, C10. <laughs> okay, okay. But, uh, you know, I just got to say, I'm so glad you guys came on because I had no ambition to finish this thing. And now I hear all your podcasts and hear about the lower trucks and the bags and everything. And, oh, man, I'm so glad. 
that you guys came on because hearing that just gives me the ambition to finish my truck. All you got to say is thank you guys for having your podcast and five stars. Ooh, nice. Yeah, right five on. stars. Yeah. Thank you. We haven't done this in a long time. I think these are uh, maybe a couple months old. Mm. So Rob Kibbe calls his General Lee the Kibbe Lee. So Lightning needs to get one and call it the Jaboobly. <laughs> oh, sweet, will do, yes. <laughs> All right, that was terrible. Hey, guys, this is Grant from Iowa. I'm just calling in. We're in the middle of a harvest out here and uh, in the full swing of things. Um, give me plenty of time to catch up. I am a few episodes behind, but before the crop's out, I should I should be all caught up, you know, driving tractors, semis, combines, it, Gives me plenty of time to catch up, which is better than being alone with my own thoughts. That gets scary. Yeah, once that gets done, I'm hoping to get back in the shop and I'll get one step closer to finishing up my W-150. Thought about Gen 3 Hemi swapping it, but I don't know. The more I think about it, just get a parts truck, get her going with that. won't be perfect. It'll be good enough for me. Yeah, just be one step closer to checking that off my bucket list, which uh, leads me to the question, you know, what's, what's on your guys' truck bucket list? I mean, are there any... People you want to meet, places you want to go, things you want to build. Just be really interested to hear what you guys got to say about that. Um, keep up the awesome work. Love what you guys are doing. Uh, and check out uh, New Legend 4x4 and Hodson Motorsports. Those guys are doing a lot of awesome things in the truck world. So, all right, I'll take an embargo for the road. There you go. <laughs> embargo. One for the road. All right, uh, so, Holman, what is on your wish list uh, my for 2020? List, my yeah, truck. bucket list. Your 2020 uh, truck bucket list. Get my F100 running would be, uh, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, you didn't show up at uh, my office over the holidays uh, like was, you said you were? Nope. Uh, you did not invite me. What? Seriously. Uh, I did hang out with Gail over the holiday. You did? We both did. Oh, yeah, I thought I was talking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah went to I just, I was, honestly, uh, the honeydew list was so so thick from me uh, traveling so much. Let me that, guess, out of 30 things on your list, you did three uh, I on think, your honeydew uh, list. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. So, yeah, I, I got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but, yeah, so the F100 would be good. As far as meeting people, um, man, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know who I'd want to meet. I know, you know, if outside of trucks, there's one person that I would love to meet. Charlize Theron. Oh, Yes. But uh, <laughs> but not in this context. Okay, all right. Uh, in this context, if there's one person on my bucket list that I had a chance to just sit down and have a beer with, uh-huh. uh huh, Micro. Yep, Micro's on the list. Yep that that would be uh, be on my bucket list. It's fascinating. Do you have his book? Uh, I uh, I heard I I heard it I, this way. I, I yeah, yeah. I think I heard it. What's well, it his, called? his podcast is the, that's the way I heard it. And this the book is the yeah. same title. So I ordered it. I don't okay. have it yet. What? Uh, no, I. Ordered How is it not on Prime and already here? No, I know, but I like to order the physical book. I see. Yeah. Yes. So why I, is it I, not no. on Prime and already here? Well, it's on my list of stuff I want to get from Amazon, and I got some Amazon gift cards for Christmas. Okay. And so I threw it on the uh, order list when I put it. But see, the problem is you got to get over thirty-five bucks, get that free shipping. Yeah. So it sort of sat in my cart until I needed something else. Mike Rowe is on my bucket list too, yeah. but I don't really want to have a conversation. Who? Okay. I just want to. I just want to listen to him talk. Who's on your truck it list? My truck it list. My truck it list. Hashtag truck it list. So, I I owe everyone kind of an update on the C20, uh, the one without the pink slip. Uh, yep, that's the update right there. <laughs> All right, no pink slip yet. It is uh, told to me that I will have it shortly, and yet I don't have it. So it sits <laughs> in my driveway and it's looking awfully rusty today. Just uh, looking rusty. Um, ain't, go- ain't going anywhere. All right. So uh, I don't know what I. Oh, I know. I know it's on my truck list for this year. Yeah. 
there are about four or five future vehicles coming out this year uh-huh. that I'll finally get to be able to talk about. Okay, yes. And I cannot wait. I know it's on my truck at list. What? If the C20 happens. It already happened. No, but like I have it to- It happened in 1966. I, I am not, so my, my wife says, you, I have said, you're not doing anything with it until we have the pink slip. That's in the fair. safe deposit, safe safety. De- okay, is it She's safe deposit box? Safety, not, not safety. safety. It's safe, safe deposit box. Safe deposit. Box. A deposit of safe things. Okay, because it's lock not box. safety. Shut up, lockbox. So when I have that, then okay. I am going to sit down with my fourteen-year-old who is going to help me compose like a wish list of oh. what we want it to look like. It'll be kind of a father-son project. I like it. And that happened because about three weeks ago, when it finally showed up at my house, he goes, he he showed some interest which he doesn't typically have in my other okay. uh, vehicles. And and he made an offhanded joke like he would inherit this, and I was thinking to myself, he actually cares. He actually cares, and yeah. I it would be cool to give this to him someday, especially if, if he has some sweat equity. in That's it. exactly what I'm saying. So he, uh, I like he that. Vacuumed out the whole thing and discovered that the Ooh, all the rat turds are, yeah, are gone. Oh, oh man, it was uh, well. well we discovered a lot of holes in the floorboard. Yeah. How was the hantavirus? And is Joel he, Rode, is he recovering over that, dude. Joe, we had Joe in as a guest, okay. right? Yeah, from Joe Rode. It, yeah, uh, but his brother Joel. Okay, right. There's Joe and Joel. Joel hit me up and said, I saw the pictures of your rusted floorboard. I got two pans I'm going to give you. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Who's going to do the work? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm going to try to convince him to do it. So we both have our bucket bucket trucking list items are My my uh, bucket. So the first thing I went down this rabbit hole is I want a new frame. I want a fully boxed frame. And of course, I went to Little Shop. I made the mistake. Why would you go to Little Shop? There's so many other people making uh, frames for those things. Hold on a second. I went to Little Shop and I salivated over the Duramax frame again that you know we had talked about episodes ago. Yeah. And then I went to Roadster Shop and then I went to, and then mm-hmm. I started following all these guys and and then I ended up on YouTube and watching this whole AccuAir series and all these guys oh making God. custom frames. Is that why you asked me when you start getting paid for the show, dude? <laughs> I'm telling you, I must. I've got three or four hours invested into YouTube series oh all about gosh. bagged trucks. Oh. So that is that is all I, I've been obsessed with, and I'm going to need your help, guys, out there in, in uh, Truckland. In Truckland, yep, to uh, to assist me because I've never bagged a truck, I've never bought a frame before. All my stuff's been new. I'm 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 excited and scared. Oh, I got one more thing on my truck list. Yeah, the next uh, voicemail. Hey, Lightning and Holman, <clears throat> just listening to the SEMA, the first SEMA podcast. Uh, I don't know when you're going to play this. Might be. After all of your episodes, yeah, way after the SEMA podcast. But anyway, uh, when you're talking about overlanding, and I I thought of a story that you might find interesting uh, that my grandma always tells me about, and that is when she was little or younger, I guess I should say, uh, my great grandfather bought a 1968 Dodge one ton, the old swept line, two wheel drive, uh, had the 383 in it. And he had a big uh, cattle hauler installed on the back, so it's kind of like a flatbed, but then a big old uh, round roof on the top. I don't know if you guys, you California boys, have seen those. Maybe while you're driving around out in the country, um, but that's they used to haul a lot of cows like that before horse trailers were really a thing. Anyway, he bought this truck brand new, and then uh, had some tarps put on the side of where uh, there's just some wood panels, you know, for the cows to breathe or whatever put some tarps on the sides, and then him and his wife got in the cab, and my grandmother and her brother were in the back of the truck inside the cattle hauler, and they had set up some cots back there, and they drove all the way from Utah up through uh, Yellowstone. That was the first time my grandmother went through Yellowstone, and it was 
in the back of a 68 swept line cattle hauler. And if that ain't, you know, overlanding, uh, you know, <laughs> before overlanding solid. was overlanding, I don't know what is. But anyway, guys, hopefully you enjoyed the story. Have a good one. Uh, that was a great story. Keep up the good work. And I'll, thank you. I'll and tell uh, you that. Overlanding has been around. There's <laughs> yeah. proof. Well, at least I, since 1960. That was probably the first time his grandmother had done it in a truck. Before that was a covered wagon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, the settlers that came across. Talking <laughs> right, about that, overlanding. overlanding. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, one of the things I love about this show is getting to interact with our uh, our listeners mm-hmm. and uh, hearing some of the stories that they get to tell and, I guess, uh, memorialize on our pro- on our podcast, I mm-hmm. guess. These stories will live on for forever. To get a chance to tell a little uh, family history that gets out there. These are awesome. Really, really appreciate that, guys. Lightning, Holman, it's Mongo. Hey, Mongo. Hey, Mongo. Hey, guys. Uh, you caught me. It's Tuesday. I didn't listen until Tuesday. But uh, I did catch the uh, little Finnegan bleep and blurp and stuff that's going on there. That was cool. But uh, you guys almost got the story right. Almost. I was driving from Pittsburgh to Louisiana. I'm not a truck driver. I'm actually a service manager for a piece of equipment called a trackmobile. And I kind of might have, yeah, I was wrong. You guys actually stole the yeah, buddy, off of Finnegan. Wow! What? About a week ago, I was on another cross-country journey. Didn't call you, sorry, you know. But I was listening to past episodes of Roadkill just to find out that I think it was right around that... Do you understand that Mongo's cheating on us? Uh, I do, and I'm going to call shenanigans on the story. I think so. Episode four, maybe five, Mike Finnegan utters the very word. No. Yeah, buddy. No, impossible. You know what he said? What did what, he say? He said, ah, nutty. <laughs> yeah, what he I said? think that's what it was. Really? And Mongo, just because he's so used to hearing, yeah, buddies, I see. he must have transposed those, uh, you know, words ah. or something. Hmm. Mason, oh, bad yutty. The Truck Show podcast was even a glimmer. In your eyes. So I think we're all going to probably have to call Finnegan and, and, and uh, actually, you know, tell him we're sorry. Nope. No, we're not because we want – He's right now he thinks that he did steal it from us. Right, and, and we're going to let him keep doing that. that but by the way, it was Emmy Hall who stole it from Mike who put it on the show, though. That's true. So it's really not our fault at all. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> actually, you know, tell him we're sorry. Play your little sorry thing that you guys do there, if you would. We are deeply hey. sorry. No, we're not. No, no, no we're no, not sorry. No, no we're, did we're, that for Mongo, but we're not sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was first. Sorry, guys. The three episodes you guys put together for SEMA were excellent. Uh, I don't know. You know, I just I need more. I gotta I gotta have more to listen to. That way, I don't have to fall back on the roadkill whenever I'm on these trips. I could just listen to. Uh, to the podcast there, back to back to back, like I did that day. At any rate, thanks a lot, guys. And as always, five stars. Nice. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you, Mongo. Hello, this message is for uh, Jay Tilly's. Um, it's been brought to our attention uh, here at the Man Card Services uh, that you have recently acquired a new <laughs> truck and that you would like to apply to get your man card back. Um, it's, a, it's a simple process. All we need you to do is contact us here um, within 30 days. We just need to see proof that the vehicle is, in fact, in your name and that you are planning on doing something with it. Um, if you can show that and, and get a hold of us within 30 days, we can issue you your man card back. Um, the number is one 800 M-A-N-C-A-R-D. Once again, that is 
man card. I get thank it. you. This is Lakeisha. Bye. Uh, he, so, said, well, he, he says thank you. This is Lakeisha. Yeah, which is an old joke from K Rock. Uh, okay, so no, here, that was Lakeisha. So what's funny about that is I think you've had it for thirty days and still don't have the pink slip. I know. That means you don't get your man oh, card back. No, that's <laughs> oh no! Oh, sucks to be Jay Tillis. Yeah, well, sure do it. Sure yeah, do. I think you applied for that a little too soon, my friend. Oh my God, dude! All I wanted was a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, uh, I guess that's good for uh, getting Man. clap on five star. Yeah. Lightning. What is wrong with you? I mean, yeah, lots, uh, lots, lot. I don't know where to start. Well, uh, we've we've missed you guys. We've been uh, we've been out for a little bit. So six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Give us a call. Leave us a message on the five star hotline. Five star. Five star. Five star hotline. All right. What do you uh, What do you think? Get some uh, inbox. I'll dance. You email. Yeah. Uh, who's up first? You go. Oh, I've missed that. Yep. All right, uh, this one is from Jacob. It's titled... Oh, I'll wait till you're done. Sorry. No, I, I, I was... You're good? Just, yeah, we faded out too soon this time. <laughs> I was was not ready. Innovator Motorator is the subject line of uh, Jacob Boone's email. The country option isn't country. It has more of a ZZ Top feel. I know that's not a type of music, but it's not country. All right. That's fair enough. All right. He's talking about this. You're the innovator mode. Yeah, he's yeah, right. No, it he's is right. Uh, ZZ Top. So, you know what? From now on, let's say, do you want the ZZ Top version? All right. Uh, only 103 episodes in. And so, then what is this version called? Death Metal. Death Metal? Yeah. So, it's uh, ZZ Top or Death Metal? I think so. Okay. Got it. You're up. All right. We got one here from uh, Jacob Boone. And Jacob says, episode 25, about. About your tire coming off over the guardrail fears. I'm sure I've seen it since this first aired, but there's a video of a tire coming over the rail and completely smashing a Grand Cherokee. On a different note, your truck show has inspired me to figure out how to start my own business in the industry. Mostly the Gale Sode and the Finnegan and Freiburger and Fred episodes. Have any pointers? I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and that's from our friend Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, that's a pretty open-ended question. How do you start your own business? Well, it dep- I guess it would depend on. Well, first what off, you what, yeah, yeah, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. I, I can't. It's yeah. I would say right. Oh, stop! Okay, Don't have an idea. No, stop! Stop! Yeah. Stop! Be more specific, and then write us back, <laughs> okay. and then we can help you. Uh, broad strokes. Have an idea. No, no. Write a business Don't give plan. Broad strokes. Marketing. We want specifics. Social. No, I mean you solve can't a problem. It's all too broad. Okay. No, what okay. do you want to do? There's a reason you wrote us. You have something in mind. That's how it happens. Let us know, and then we will guide you poorly. No, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, this one's from Robert, and it's titled Cummings, but remember the G is silent. And I think it's kind of directed at you, Holman, so go with me on this. Okay. Hey, on the pa- one of the past episodes that was all about Cummins, you said they have a room full of all the engines they've ever made. Is that just engines for vehicles, or does that include industrial as well? Because I can't imagine having a room full of V16 quad turbos like this. <laughs> and I think he has a picture attached. Yeah, big attached. picture, yep. yeah. Uh, this is one of the generators at my work. This one being the largest, which will run a 50 million gallon per day sewer plant. Thought you might like seeing this. Oh, and happy birthday, Lightning. Thank you. So that was back in earlier December. What are your thoughts uh, on that? They have a room that is full of engines. I guess that would be a good point. They don't have anything that would drive a ship or the sewer in there. Uh-huh. Uh, the biggest 
engine that's in there. I don't know what the era is, but it's like, I want to say maybe 10 feet tall by like four or five feet wide, something like that. Okay. So, I mean, there are significant engines in there. Uh, but four I, feet wide? Wait, you said 10 foot tall by four yeah. foot? No, you mean that's the, that's the, that's the width. What is the length? Uh, it's, I don't know. 10 foot, 15 foot I long? didn't have a Well, measure. cylinder one to cylinder six. How long? Well, I don't know. Be? I don't even know how many cylinders it is. I will have to uh, check with Dave Danders, okay, and uh, and figure out which which uh, which engine that is. It's uh, big, but it's not like the V16s from our uh, Cummins episode part two. Gotcha. You're up. Ooh, Rock Crusher for sale. This is from Dalton Lundington. Dear Lighting and Holman. <laughs> well, that's a totally made up adult film uh, name, Dalton Lundington. Uh, hello, my name is Dalton <laughs> Lundington. Uh, should should we do the voice? Uh, sure. Dear Lightning and Holman, as I speak here with my pinky out. No? No. Okay. Doesn't work. It says, uh, Dear Lightning and Holman, I thought you guys might like to see this if you hadn't already. I was scrolling through Craigslist when I saw it. It's Lightning's old truck for sale already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw this. Uh, suckers. I have a picture of the ad attached. No, not suckers. By That's the, a rad truck. By the way, I haven't ever emailed or anything, but I've been listening since the beginning and love the show. Dalton. Dalton, thank you so much. And I believe the price on that was uh, awfully low. So that was really weird because this is over the holidays. Someone sent me, they tagged me yeah. in an Instagram post or something. Mm-hmm. And the Insta- I don't know what it was, but it was from a Craigslist ad. And it was, sure enough, it was my, my dually, my 08. Yeah. But the picture of it is not how they bought it. The picture of it is fully wrapped. That's exactly and right. I, like, now, I well, don't weird. know. Now, he had the guy who bought it from yeah. me, the guy and the girl. They had plenty of pictures of it all yeah. right. No, I know. That's why I was why curious why that. I think they're trying to hype up the the show aspect yeah. that it was a show yeah. vehicle. They put it up for well, I'll say they put it up for forty grand, and then within a week it was at thirty grand. Yeah. And I go, whoa, why the yeah. discount already? Yeah. And um, I I don't I I don't too know much truck. I don't know. It's I, apparently he's a construction guy, and I think yeah, it's just way too much truck for him. Speaking of things for sale, uh, other than the uh, uh, Billy Bargain email I got, still no bites on my Wrangler. Really? Nothing. So I'm guessing it's just the holidays, right? No, you're experiencing the same thing that I did yeah. and we talked about on um, uh, Auto Trader. It's that it's, for whatever reason, unless you bark at them. Yeah. No, I barked at them. She said, nothing we can do. It's the holidays. Oh, really? Yeah, I called them just like you said you did and they didn't offer me anything. Huh. Huh. They just so, don't like you. I, apparently not. Yeah. And I, I did actually have a uh, one other offer offered me uh, twelve grand less than what <laughs> I uh, what I have it listed for right now. And, and you say, cash. "Good day, sir." Yeah, I said, uh, no, "I'm entertaining serious offers." It's, yeah. It was literally six grand less than what I could get for it on trading. Like, nope. um, yeah, go kick rocks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one is from Jeffrey Leveling the Playing Field. He says, uh, "Dear Lightning and Hole Man, he separated." Hey, I don't know why. Now? Everybody's always busting Jay. That's me for just about everything that comes out of his mouth. And it seems like nobody gets after Sean. What? That is that is mostly not, true. Not accurate at all. I've been listening to the earlier episodes as I came into the podcast a few months ago, and I found that Jay rarely mentions that he works at banks. While somebody <laughs> mentions knowing a certain racing family again and again and again. And, Sean, you're always saying that uh, you're going to take lightning off-road in that <laughs> truck and But how many times have you actually done so? Also, Once. I have to say that it's one of my biggest pet peeves when somebody just says a state and not the city when you ask them where they're from. I'm rambling way too long, but I just wanted to level the playing field. <laughs> Love you guys. Jeff from Provo, Utah. P.S. Lightning, they threw axes at the Titan Drive because that's what we do in Utah. <laughs> so I was going to tell him that he was dead to me, but then he recovered himself at the end. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about this one? When are you going to take me to the desert? 
uh, as soon as I have a free day. You're welcome to kill me and bury me. I just want to yeah, go to I the desert. I don't need that guy. I, I would lose my CCW. I see. If I did that. Gotcha. So that's more, so then let's just go more on. Important, more important to me than you. Can we go to a gold mine? Oh, yeah. I got plenty of gold mines to go to. Okay. Yeah. Can we go to Calico? Yeah, I've been Calico in forever. We can do that. Where's the mine that uh, our friends at LGECTS drove into recently? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to talk to Teresa and figure yes, out what it is. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. I got this one here from uh, Alexander Stewart. Says, no, not Chip Foose. And there's a picture, a screen capture attached, and it says Overhaulin has a picture of a FJ40 build and a uh, punch list of okay. things that need to be done. Yeah. And the very last thing says, Big Power Cummings Diesel from <gasps> Chip's own pen. Oh. And Alexander says, The G is silent, as seen in the newest episode of Overhaulin. Face palm. <laughs> Ouch. I think that's a screw. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. That no, wasn't typed? No, he wrote it. He handwritten. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me By see the way, it. Chip's shop is like, I don't know, three minutes from my house. I yeah, should go. Is. Should we like go tape that to his front door and say oh, the G? Oh, why? Chip, why? I, I need to go by there and just put it in his mailbox. You sure this isn't, this isn't <sighs> Photoshop? You know what we should do? We should leave it in his- uh, We should leave it with a Truck Show podcast sticker and say, will you come on and talk trucks with he's us? He's in a gated community, isn't he? No. He's not? No, I mean, his shop has a gate at the driveway, but he's oh, got a mailbox. Shop. I was thinking, oh, so he oh, lives I'm up sure in the hills Yeah, yeah I'm County. sure he yeah. does. No, no, no. He, his shop is, is super accessible. Yeah. Huh. Cummings Diesel. Right there. It says it yeah. right here. No, I know. That's disappointing. Yeah. Well, I, I hope this is- Do we uh, save this email? Because yeah. I feel like this was- I hope that's a forgery. I hope that's Photoshopped and, uh, uh, and Chip knew better. Uh, I, I, yeah, fake news, maybe. Yeah, it, I, it could be fake news. Come on, Chip. Right. Okay. Come on, Chip. This one's from uh, Ed, and it's uh, the G is silent. Hashtag the G is silent. Right? <laughs> by by but, the way, when, I, when you see it, it says the jizzlent. Yeah, so um, I I didn't realize that when we said to hashtag the G is silent, that um, it would appear the jizzlent. Yeah. So what we need you to do is make the G capital. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's even worse G. that way. No, really? I'm fine. Yeah, on Instagram, like... Uh, uh, Ryan, our friend uh, Ryan Evans, he's been posting it a bunch and hashtagging all sorts of stuff, and I get little th- you know alerts on it, and it's just every time I'm like, so the first time I saw it, I was like, the jizzlet, what's the jizzlet? And then I saw, <laughs> and then yeah, or then Ryan posted when he does it, he does it with a capital G, and I go, the G G, oh, oh that was my own doing, and uh, and anyway, so I, I looked at it and I have might have had tears come to my eyes a little bit, oh. so. No. The Jizzle is trending. I wonder if the people who are writing, the people that own or are fans or yeah. whatever, they're talking about Cummins trucks, Cummins engines, and they put the G in there and make it Cummings. Uh, and then someone, ta- one of our listeners tags the G is silent. Do you think that they, wh- I wonder what the response is. I wonder what if they go like, what, what can their response be? When they, um, when they read the comment on I, Facebook. I can tell you right now I know what it is. Oh, I'd like to see. <laughs> What's the jizzle mean? <laughs> is that seriously what they're saying? Uh, no, I don't know. No, I mean, I was... what, what, they, what do you mean the G is silent? Because no, they, they get it. No, they don't. They yeah. wrote Cummings. They don't get Dude, it. Seriously, the G is silent has over 500 posts. <laughs> oh, All right, this God. one's from Ed. It says, Lightning and Holmans, the G is silent is far too much work. <laughs> and it's laugh out loud. But I'm here doing the Lord's work. And he says, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, he gets a new one right there. I hashtag every post I can find. I've been listening since day one. Keep up the great work. P.S. Lightning, congrats on the truck. And thank you. Five stars. Keep mounting your parameters. Mount- 
I got one here from uh, Lenny Rowland. Says CDLs. Hey, Lightning and Hole Man. That's for you, Lightning. Nice. Yeah, Lenny, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, sorry I'm late to the party. Recently found the show after buying a used 2010 Ram 1500 4x4. Love the 5.7 Hemi. Been listening to every episode to catch up on my 10-hour daily drives. Oh, my gosh. Just listened to the HD episode. You were discussing the possible need for owners to get a CDL in order to tow their big trailers. I've been driving a semi for a few years now and by no means am an expert on the law. Although, from my understanding and the information in my FMCSA Green Book, our manual of pertinent federal regulations, a commercial driver's license is only required if your gross combined vehicle weight exceeds 26,001 pounds and or you're engaging in interstate commerce. Therefore, the HD owner hauling his 35-plus horse trailer RV does not need a CDL, except in California, you do. Oh, really? Absolutely. Anything over 10,000 pounds, technically, in California, you need a uh, a non-commercial uh, so class all, A. Is that a. So not a CDL, but a non-commercial class right, A. Right, but so is it the opposite for all other no, no, 49 well, states? Who knows? He's talking about the federal requirements. Got it. But I'm just pointing out that in our state, you do have to have a different license than your standard C, Ugh. depending on what you're driving. Sure. sure. Nor does the guy driving a huge class A motorhome. Uh, I believe that's correct, but I think if you're towing, you need a non-commercial class A. We should. You have a friend at the DMV. We should, like... Talk to her. Yeah. Um, she's not the right person. Okay. But yeah, I'll see if we can get the right person. On a personal note, I love the show. So much information. I'm new and very late to the off-road scene. At 43 years old with a stock truck, as far as I know, except for the cold air intake I installed, I'm not afraid to admit that I know next to nothing. What advice can you give on necessary upgrades for occasional weekend warrior to play in the mud, dirt, ruts, and small rocks? No crawling boulders or climbing cliffs. Mind you, my budget's about $500 a year for said upgrades. I just want to be able to have a little fun on the weekends to replace the excitement I used to have as an 82nd Airborne Division paratrooper, rescue diver, and firefighter EMT. Thank you for your service. Damn. Keep the jingles coming. Lenny, a.k.a. Grumpa Smurf. P.S. Holman, if you ever have time in our Nashville, Tennessee, I'll take you out to shoot my self-customized Precision 243. And he sends a picture of it. Holy crap. Okay. I definitely get out to Nashville a couple times a year. I'll have to save this email. Yep. Uh, I would say on a budget like that. Um, a winch. Uh, yeah, maybe some recovery gear. It, m- the Ram 1500 4x4 is pretty capable. I would add uh, an aggressive tire. I wouldn't even lift it. I wouldn't add um, anything bigger. i just get a direct replacement aggressive tire, some really good shocks for it, and then uh, some a recovery rope. gear. Bubba, Bubba rope. rope or yep. uh, a winch or some lights. Uh, the truck's capable. It'll go more places than you think. Uh, and if you don't have a locker, maybe throw a rear locker in it and go have fun. That's over five hundred bucks, though. A year. Like I'm, gi- his- I'm giving him a, uh, a a blueprint. You're giving him a five year plan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. This one's from uh, Joseph, and it says Waffle House or anything else. My name is Joe, and I'm going to settle this once and for all. Yo, this is no argument. Waffle House is the best of all. I don't care what anyone says. Waffle House is bomb. Can't live without my Texas bacon cheese steak melt or my hash brown mm. scattered, smothered, covered, and topped. End of argument. Mm. Rant over, McQueen. You are definitely <laughs> wrong. Yeah. By the way, going Joseph, to Ar- kiss my ass. Waffle House blows. Going to Arizona this weekend, and I will be sending you pictures of me enjoying Waffle House. Yeah, I'm going to delete them as fast as I can open them. And I will keep sending them to you all day long <laughs> until your thumbs are so tired and your carpal tunnel okay. uh, acts back up. Yeah. All right, well, I guess uh, that catches us up to about, uh, I don't know, end of November or so on emails. <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to us? Oh we fell God. apart. No, we took some time off, and we've got a, oh you know what it's like? It's like taking a vacation from work yeah. and coming back, and nobody did your work while you were gone. And I'm you just have like a pile. You. Tomorrow, when I go to work, yeah. for the first day, you know, first time in a while, mm-hmm. going to be hard. You know, you know what it really is? Guys, 
I seen the suckage meter. We pinned the <laughs> needle you, on Alice. this episode. Uh, yeah, we did pin the needle on this well, episode. Well, I feel like uh, this was a good way to ease back into it mm-hmm. um, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Saved by the music. Well, episode 103, almost behind us. Just got to <laughs> make it through this ending jingle. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you really think of us. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. No, in all honesty, we, we would love you guys to go to the Apple Store and leave us a five-star review. It really would help us, uh, you know, get, get, get the message out there to uh, our fellow truck fans. Uh, subscribe, share, tell people about the show. Uh, if you want some Truck Show podcast uh, shirts and sweatshirts and stuff, store.motortrend.com. You can find the Truck Show podcast on there. Uh, if you want stickers, uh, I don't know, just keep asking us, and maybe one of these days we'll send you some. If you want to talk to us, at Truck Show Podcast on all the socials, except for uh, Twitter, where we are just at Truck Podcast. <laughs> uh, You're never going to give that up. We're in freaking 2020, and you won't give up Twitter. 657-205-6105. If you want to leave a voice message, be part of the show. Send us your Know Your Notes. We're compiling a Know Your Note episode, apparently. Uh, what else Should is going we on? do a whole episode of Know, know Your, your Notes? notes? Yeah, we, why not? We could We could. We could. Let's not. The Know Your Note episode. <laughs> no, I don't think we do that. All right, well, we want to thank uh, Nissan, without whom we would probably not be in this studio. We'd be at home eating dinner. Uh, and with our families. Yes. And uh, without deck, where we wouldn't be able to put all that extra time if we didn't have those drawers. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, let's go back to Nissan for a second. I mean, we're talking about the 2020. It's uh, it's it's almost here. It's just days away from hitting uh, your local Nissan dealer, which means that you can get a smoking deal on a 19 Titan, uh, whether it's the Titan with the V8, or I think, according to the website, there might be there a might couple, be a few uh, Cummins XDs left. Yep. No, there might be a few straggler Cummings. No, 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 the Jizzalent. The Jizzalent. The, <laughs> the G is silent, uh, yes. NissanUSA.com. Check out our friends over at Nissan if you're in the market for a uh, truck, commercial van, mid-sized truck. They got them all. And can't forget our wait, friends wait, over at- Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I know what? you're going to talk about deck, but yeah. wait, wait, there's news coming this year about the new Nissan truck. Can we? When When? when can we talk about that? Uh, when the Nissan frontier. tells us we can. Really? Is I mean, are we days away or months away? We're a little ways away. So weeks? I've heard it's really good. I'm really good. I'm excited to talk about it and yeah, learn more. Well, and be excited because we ain't talking about it now, my friend. Damn it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, you were going to tell us about Decked. Yeah. Decked.com. Check mm-hmm. them out uh, for all your storage solution needs. And by the way, don't they have a promotion going on right now where you got to get a cooler or something? Yeah, they do have a cooler, but I'm more interested in the uh, just the components. Do you know if you get a deck system? You can uh, put a, you've got a D box, which is basically yep. like a, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a toolbox, a toolbox. right? They got the cross box, they got the yep. D box in desert tan. But my favorite is the drawerganizer. Yeah, I did like the drawerganizer <laughs> myself. <laughs> not a drawer, not an, not organizer. an organizer. A drawerganizer. Exactly. I still think you should have gone with Mandora's box for that new product <laughs> that they're uh, that they're launching this year. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, uh, you also got a break from us for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we're happy to be back. So, uh, Stay tuned for episode 104 in a week, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Dude, that was painful.